This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this story. I thought this was worth uh, bringing up. It was an audit uh, that was done recently uh, for the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles in California. And a data operator there apparently slept three hours a day at her desk for three years. Three hours a day for three years. And the department failed to take disciplinary action. All right. So was she uh, satisfying her job requirement? Uh, That I don't know. uh, You would assume that maybe there was not a lot of demand for what she did because you think somebody would notice that she was asleep for three hours. Four witnesses told investigators that the DMV employee consistently slept at her desk. The auditor estimated the employee misused 2,200 hours of work time between <clears throat> February 2014 and December 2017. So and I, maybe it was just like a lull in the day. Like, but that's a hell of a lull, three like, hours. My guess is she also know, took a it? lunch, right? They're not maybe. saying. They're not saying that... Uh, they haven't specified that she wasn't taking a lunch on top of that. That's four hours. That's half your day. I mean, that's a third of your work day, easily. Yeah. I mean, listen, no. I don't think you should be sleeping for three hours at work. I don't think you should you be sleep sleeping. You sleep for about two. No, I don't think you should be sleeping at all at work. But um, I've been in a DMV where there's just nothing happening. Now, I don't know. Well, the people working should have something happening. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what they're supposed to be doing if nobody's there waiting in line, but. Yeah. Say on average, though, so three every Three hours every day. That's on average, Kath. So that means <laughs> okay. she was sleeping. Less, some days more. Some, other days, days. some days, eight hours. Some days, the whole Some days she yeah. just slept in the parking lot and well, then started the car up and went home. <laughs> <If> they... <laughs> okay. If they can figure this out, that it was on average, then somebody knew that she was sleeping, right? Well, that's the thing. They're saying that the um, uh, there were complaints from her colleagues, and the yeah. department failed to take disciplinary action. So that's that's why the hubbub. You'll see investigative reports like this all the time on the news. There was a guy, a local in the city. They they nailed him. I think he showed up, punched in, yeah. went home for like seven hours, right. came back and punched out, and full salary, full deal, benefits. And what? It wasn't like he was even doing a little. He was doing nothing. And I, how long can you do? Like he did it for like a year and a half. No, but like at a certain point, you go, hey, man, I can't do this anymore. I'm totally going to get caught. It was good while it lasted, but I'm going to get caught. I think I think there there's a there's a uh, a brand of people out there that once they get into a groove, they yeah. just like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. just like this is it. I figured I, it out, man. I feel bad if I'm in the bathroom too long. Yeah, like I, I better get back to work. Uh, oh, I will. I will take a nap right here. You guys, yeah, oh, yeah. Do it. absolutely. When when the show yes. is over, when, after you've done your work, yeah, you know, when, yeah. When, when we're done with the day, and there may still be work left to do, but it's nothing that is time related. No, I will lay down on this uh, love seat right over here, which is too small to really get yeah. good rest on. No yeah. love can be made. And I will lay down. I'll, I'll set a little alarm for about thirty minutes, and I will pass the f out. But. I've done my work for the day. Right. And we know. also work in a, you know, it's a little casual here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's just make excuses for one another. I think that's okay. But yeah. uh, uh, no, listen, I think um, um, technology has kind of ruined some things for some people. Um, GPS tracking, you're not able to get away with what you used to be, a get a, be, be able to get away with. I know somebody who, you who I, actually, I think this person still works for the post office, but back in the day, 
Now he would get his job done. You know, he would you know deliver all the mail to all these people, and not necessarily the right people, but he'd get it done. <laughs> no, they would get to. Yeah. But he would get it done in such a, a short amount of time that he would, during his work day, go play golf. Or go hang out with his buddies or whatever, and, and then uh, I know Preston. <laughs> you love it. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> so, but but I guess he would speed up, but he would get his appointed rounds done. Get, get, yeah, and get then your job done. Then he would have time. Then he would have time to go or snow or nine holes or right. nine holes. <laughs> right, right. Go <laughs> and and then go punch out for you know at the end of the day. We've talked about this, and that we had a similar situation. My first job, actually my second job, my first real job, Dunkin' Donuts. The UPS drivers, about 10 of them, these trucks would park behind the, the Dunkin' Donuts. They would not be seen by supervisors. They would get all their deliveries done, all their deliveries done for the day, and then just go hang there, have coffee for about two hours, mm-hmm. and just every day mm-hmm. is part of the deal. Steve, I don't want you to speak out of turn, so I apologize yeah. in advance if this is something you don't want to bring up on air. But didn't, I think you were telling us a story about somebody in radio who would show up at work and sleep. And she would, um, oh, oh, like on air. No, like, yes, this was a, uh, no, yes. she had a substance problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all right. She so, passed out right. in the middle of an interview. But to put it in perspective, oh, Nick, it was a talk show. Yeah. Right. So, like, you could say, okay, it was he was spinning records in the overnight and he fell asleep during Inagata de Vida. Right. This is yeah. where <laughs> you are talking. Yeah. You're taking calls and you fall asleep. And she would just pass out, right? Pass out. All right. I also know that in, in outside sales, and a lot of time it was like pharmaceuticals. What? Casey, you have found your future. Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> 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 What field are you in? Pharmaceuticals. It's see the uh, the pharmaceuticals is usually hot women, but this is my expertise. Uh, just I'm just gonna sit back and wait for this to be done. No, you go ahead. Let me know. All right. So pharmaceutical sales and uh, medical sales. Uh, I I know that you you have to get like ten calls in a day or something yes, like that. So yeah. you have your. Uh, your quota that you need to reach every day, and people would, would it's all in the planning, right? It's like, okay, listen, I, I can go to the this one area, bang out 10 sales calls in about three hours, and then I'm done at, like, noon. See, which, which And you can't do that anymore because of because of GPS tracking and, sure. and all that stuff. But what you assume is, you know, like in those cases, you'd be motivated. You want to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, yeah. you can plan out your day. If you're planning your entire day around how much downtime you can schedule... That's kind of weird. If you're hitting your your goals, your quotas, and all that stuff. If you are. Yeah. I try to, when I come in here in the morning and we're doing prep work before the show, is if I've got, if I've gotten everything that I need to get done for the day and I have, say, 10 minutes or so before the show starts, I start working on tomorrow's stuff. Sure. Like immediately. And then, even during the show, when we go into commercial breaks or playing music, I'll start, I'm pulling up bizarre files for the next day. And I that way, later on today... I can do nothing if I want to, which is wonderful. You get it covered. Yeah, but uh, but apparently this person felt that three-hour naps at work were a good idea. There's also another one from this same department. Two Fresno State University operations employees engaged in uh, egregious and continued time and attendance abuse by taking extended breaks over a four-year period, and they alleged to have wasted 5,100 hours and cost the state about $111,000 in so calories. When so you, extended breaks When you well. do that, are you... <clears throat> is there legal recourse that they take against you, or are you just simply fired? You're fired. 
I don't know. It depends because uh, are you working for the DMV? Is that for the, the state for the government? State, yes, but, uh, but but in other words, is is that is that fraud or is it's it, not is fraud? It, Listen, it's simply just a fireable offense. If he or she is there at work, <laughs> then that's yeah. fine. Now, yeah. if that person is not showing up and doing something like what you talked the about, the guy earlier, who just punched in and punched left, in and left, yeah. then then that's fraud. Like if you're defrauding yeah. people of uh, of. Work. Who's the guy who is that was actually um, taking <laughs> truckloads of meat and stuff and reselling it? Do you remember that? Yeah, he had that story. It was yeah. like a million dollars worth of yeah. hot dogs or something. Yep, I do remember that. <laughs> I just don't think that. I and you want to? You almost want to get inside the mind of someone who? Yeah. Hey, I know what I'll do. Yeah. There are people out there that are just motivated to get their job done so that they can just chill. I, you know, I had a friend of mine who was. Uh, you know, he hated mowing the lawn. Now, there's one because he was th- a surgeon. Well, no, there, there's one of two things you can do. You can either put it off and just you know fight it, but or yeah, you can just do what get he it did. done. And he and would run. Over. He would literally run mowing the lawn <laughs> so he could get it done yeah. that much faster. Wow, I don't mind that. Uh huh. By the way, speaking of uh, overworked and all that stuff, uh, Kathy sent me this study the other day that's, that that noted that uh, people over forty should only work three days a week. <laughs> what? The only Why? good thing about turning forty. Because yeah. you're. What's the perception? Because uh, you're not long for this world? No, it said that uh, it's based on your own work-slash-life balance. Um, and there's a, there's a full detailing study that basically um, your your work performance is better if you're only doing three uh, days a week. Wow. You're getting too old to work. You're getting too that's old to work. That's a bunch of nonsense. Three days a week when you turn forty to get to 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 get basically the optimum uh, work performance. No, you're sleeping at work to begin with. That's true. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting a good three hours at work. But maybe you wouldn't sleep at work if you only work three days a week. If you guys didn't have this, but you're not getting paid if you're home. Um, would you ever, you know, take this job and put it aside? Would you ever take a job where you would work a three? Like twelve hour shifts in a week or something like that. I don't know, man. Cop, cop, cop police do, do that. Yeah, yeah. Do the twelve I, on twelve off. Thing. I have a friend who's a doctor who does it, and uh, that doesn't I, that's seem a long that doesn't day. seem yeah less taxing. You know, like like yeah, you only work three days a week, but you're working pretty long. Imagine if we shifted to like a police schedule where we did that. Uh, we did uh, like back to back three day twelve hour shows. Oh God, and, uh, <laughs> Pierre would love that. Be crazy exhausted from that. Uh, let me go to. I'm going to go to a few calls. People who have beat the system. <laughs> I'm going to go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Mega Church. Mega uh, Church. Mega Church. Yes, <laughs> close. What's up, Joe? So, uh, yo, so I used to be a sales rep for Coca-Cola, and uh, up in Boston, I was like in the south South Boston area, so I had the beach territory on my route, mm-hmm. and so my my route, I I had a lot of accounts, but I would get up and knock them all out, and then I didn't have other accounts until, like, a lot of them were bars. So I would finish all my calls that I could by, like, noon, and then I would just bring my computer and, like, sit on the beach because everything I could do was remotely, and I would just, like, hang out on the beach. Like, I would either pop my the back of my car up and just, like, take a nap for a couple minutes and just <laughs> hang out until around 3.30 or whatever, and then I would start going to all the bars that I could call on mm-hmm. and just, like, Go to you know, Harpoon Brewery and stuff, and just relax. So you, 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 but you had satisfied your your work requirement for the day, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. I hit all, right. I hit all my numbers. Like I was the highest. I had like the highest numbers for the year too. So I was well, like, there you go. That's what I mean. If yeah, you're, you're doing if, well. If you're getting your job done, it's just a perk that you happen to work near the beach and you can sit on the beach with a computer. I don't think that that's exactly. It's like you know, it's like Thanks, a fisherman, Joe. right? They're always by the water. <laughs> well, that's why you know I can. I can, t- I can go home and I can do all my work from home, which is it's a great luxury yeah. to have. It's a great, I mean, we do our, our show, 
but the work for the following day, I can go home and get that done. Or it's you can fantastic. do your other job. You go, go out to the parking lot and sell opioids. That's what <laughs> I do. Steve, speaking of sleeping at work, and you and I love the movie Used Cars. Oh, my God, I love uh, it. The mechanic, I think his name was Jim. Uh, there, there's two scenes. <laughs> One where he's passed out, and he's got an acetylene torch in his hand, and it's, it's on. It's lit. And, he's just <laughs> away. and then there's another one, Steve, where he's got the, the painter. Yeah. He's just spraying paint. The he's entire, in he's the middle of it. Completely snoring, passed out. I, 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 that's a I Robert Zemeckis. It. Oh, uh, my. It's, it's a great movie. God, it's a great movie. Um, I'm going to go to our sales manager. Oh. Jim Antez is on the phone line. Hey, Jim. <laughs> What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning, buddy. You wanted to you wanted to share a story. Listen, oh, by the way, before you do this, radio sales is a great job for you to sneak away for a little <laughs> while. I knew people that would that would just go home and hang out for hours, and they wouldn't go on their sales wow, call. Wow. Somebody got busted because I lived in a small town when one of my first radio jobs, so the, the area wasn't very big. And they drive by this guy's house, and, and sure enough, his car was right, right out front. Yeah, not and, here though, not our sales. Guys. No, of no course way. not. No, they go to the movies. Well, They're well, go getters. Well, oh, that's a perfect that's a perfect entree because <laughs> so so, it, it, so one day one day we go over across the street to eat, and I had to run PNC Bank to grab some money. It's when Mario was working here, so we walk out of PNC Bank, and I said to Mario, "Go, yo, Mario." I go, they're Scarano's car. I said, go over and leave a note on it or something like that and have yeah. some fun with it. Yeah. So we roll up to the car, and the seat is back, and he's out cold. And I'm like, man, he's in the car. He's in the car. <laughs> so I start snapping pictures of him. Perfect. And I come back to the office, and I put him on the printer, and I print him, and I put him up at his desk, and I go, we're always watching you. Oh, That's oh, I don't care. I don't think this matters. Scrotto. Yeah, I like to take a nap. Oh, my God. It's usually when I fart. Yeah. <laughs> Scrotto is uh, hilarious. You, what you should have done, that's great. Imagine if you had let the air out of all the tires. <laughs> you woke up and then all the tires were flat. So, but in, in, in the bit, Jim, so you, 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 in this case, we just heard of the guy. He gets all his, uh, he hits all his, his numbers. He's doing really well. If somebody goes away and takes a break during the day and they're they're meeting their, their goals, you as, as a manager, are you cool with that? Or or is it always go, 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 go? Uh, you know, listen, it, it, here's the deal. We run our own business. Uh, I'm a firm believer if you are getting your job done, you're hitting your numbers, then if you got to take a little break, you take a little break. I mean, yeah. now there's people that work. There's people that work till 10, 11 o'clock at night sometimes at home. So, you know, but it's all, again, it's all about hitting your numbers. I'll probably get if you're getting your job done, things are happening, you're, you're entitled to a little bit of Well, break. and that may be the methodology you employ to be effective. You may, As a worker, you may, perhaps everyone's different. Perhaps they produce best when they get pauses through the day to recharge or whatever yeah. it is. So when I was a lifeguard, I looked at the, the pool. I'm like, everybody is, is at the bottom. Is at the bottom. Everybody is alive. Well, now my joke doesn't work, but anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry man. Hi, Jimmy. We'll see you, man. Take it easy, buddy. Yeah, I think most people that I know, most of my peers, um, once they find a career and a job path that they like, uh, they all work hard. It just depends. Going to the office doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to work harder by being in the office. You know what I mean? Like, they can be out and do stuff wherever they are. And uh, they're motivated to do their job. They're motivated by their career, and they're motivated by their employer. And I, I, I think more and more 
bosses understand that, that yeah. they're going to give their employees freedom to do what they want where they want as long as they get the work done. Yeah, but then there are those people that have to be there to, you know, they're absolutely required yeah. to be there where they can mm-hmm. get, the, get their job done. And this DMV person was falling under that umbrella, but they found a way to sleep at their desk three, three, three how, hours a day. And how do you not, how does a supervisor not see that well, eventually? Well, and that's the issue. They were, yeah. you know, people reported this person <laughs> regularly and they never got reprimanded for it. My cousin is a teacher and one of the, you know, like assistants that are in the classroom, she said, um, for years, he would fall asleep every single day at the desk with the kids in the classroom. And she said, the one day she asked him, should you drink coffee? And he said, no. She goes, I think you should start. Yeah. <laughs> there was in the movie Election uh, with oh, the, yeah. the Matthew Broderick, he, he, the, the pop quiz was the, the ultimate <laughs> friend of the teacher. Pop quiz, yeah. everybody. And then he could leave yeah. <laughs> and take off. So everybody's got their little shortcuts, their little way, or not everybody, but some people do. Uh, I'm going to go to, yeah, let me go to Joe. Hi, Joe, you are on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man, what's up? So, uh, my late teens, early 20s, I used to manage an auto zone. Um, smaller one, no commercial, you know. So yeah. I used to, you know, come in hungover or something and usually have a worker with me in the morning, open up. I'd open up, get everything set, tell them, uh, yeah, here's my numbers if you need to override a sales or something like that. Use that. And I'd go sleep in the back for a couple of hours. Do you yeah. go sleep in the back? Would you sleep, would, you'd sleep in the warehouse or would you sleep in your car? It's not right in the back, right down one of the aisles, you know, the parts aisle. <laughs> yeah. Right in the back. Why not? Why not? I had, I've, I've told you guys before, this, this pizza joint I worked at after a couple of months, everybody realized the pizza sucked and the service was bad and nobody <laughs> showed up. Nobody, people quit ordering. So, yes. So we had hours of nothing to do. Is this do. where you do the, the, the balls dough of dough? baseball? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and there was a, a prep counter, and it had a shelf on the bottom, and it was big, and I would crawl under there and lay down <laughs> and sleep. Like I'd, take a, I'd, I'd grab my uh, coat or a T-shirt and make a pillow out of it, and what? I would pass out underneath. You like a, like a, a, yeah. Well, you remember, I go underneath yeah. the, the, the You like kind of like I like to get underneath <laughs> stuff. Cubbies. Cubbies, yeah. Like Costanza, putting a bed in the desk, man. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the best episodes. Uh, the uh, actually, you, you mentioned a pillow at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, we had the overnight the baker. You know, they're they're baking around the clock. Yeah, this guy was sort of a screw up. They came. They come in the next morning. The manager and there is bedding on top. No. on top of the bags of the different you know doughs and stuff. The powder that they use to make all the stuff. And so that sort of tipped the hand that he might have not, not have been as productive as he needed to be. I'm going to go next to Chris. Good morning, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? I calling and I always get on. It's like the eighth or ninth time. Anyway. Nice. Um, uh, I knew, I worked at Oxford Valley Mall, and we had a hard-working UPS worker. This guy would come in. He would be there before the gate opened. I'd sign for the packages, and he would run through the mall. And then one day he was gone, like after a year. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then a time goes by, and I run into another UPS driver at another job. And I'm like, yeah, I knew this guy, Joe. He worked at the mall. And he was done by, like, 10, 11 o'clock, I swear. And he's like, oh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, they fired him. I'm like, oh, why? He's like, well, there's a reason he was doing that and getting done so early. He was uh, sleeping with the girl Victoria's Victoria's Secret. He got caught in the back. <laughs> oh, that's a different kind of sleep. Yeah, yeah he was sleeping with the girl right. Victoria's Secret. <laughs> mm. well, there you go. I got it confirmed by two different drivers. So I, I guess they weren't as hot over at Things Remembered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. All right, nice. Thanks, Chris. Well, I mean, that's, that's a case of somebody speeding up 
their job performance so that they have some downtime to get yeah. into what they want to get into. And obviously, he wanted to get into the Victoria's Secret uh, worker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to to that point, though, when you, if you have that, whether you're in sales or something that allows you to go away or to be out on your own or you're, you're kind of autonomous at that point, that's where you can get away with this, obviously, the most. When you're in that job that you're, you have a, a supervisor sitting at the end of your you know, row of desks or whatever, it's and the job stinks. It's such an energy suck. It's <clears throat> seven hours seems yeah. like seventeen hours. Oh my god! And you've we've all I think we've all had a version of it. jobs where you're literally mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time staying awake. And you're uh, counting. Well, you're yeah. looking at the clock. Well, the telemarketing we talked about it earlier with yeah. the yeah right yeah Case, exactly. Same thing. I was going to yeah. say I, I was a telemarketer because. I broke my wrist. I couldn't yeah. be a lifeguard, and it was just... I mean, I drank a lot that summer, too, so it, it really... It worked out. It, it ended up working out, because my hours were like 5 to 10, so I could sleep the day away. But, you know, uh, Steve, I would... Because I was only doing um, uh, um, surveys. I wasn't yeah, yeah. selling anything. Oh, that's, that's, that's I would, better. I would let that phone ring until <laughs> until it would just go... Casey, well, so I had brick face. I forgot that you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. they would do that. Yeah. And, and and so you, the guy was, the manager was sitting there constantly jumping in on the calls just to make sure you were calling people. Yeah. So you couldn't do that, yeah. you know? By the way, Marissa just gave me a knowing smile through the glass here. We all remember the morning she fell asleep while we were yeah. on the air. That was, oh, that was hilarious. Fun. Or every single live broadcast ever where Rodney's just sitting there like. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Rodney's, Rodney's been there been for 48 there. hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was there two days prior and didn't and, stop working. And he'll get there at 2 a.m. to get everything set. Right. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter. Are you still sleeping there? True. But Marissa, we, we were all like, we're sitting here, we're talking like we are now, and all of a sudden we're like, is Marissa asleep over there? I remember and we then got we all quiet. Got, we all got quiet, and that's when she woke yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. She, she was like, was, dead air. She thought dead it was air. dead air, Marissa. Because that was during the 2008 World Series. Yeah. When I thought that I could stay up all night, go to the games, mm-hmm. go home, sleep, mm-hmm. then go back to the game, stay up all night, come to work. Mm-hmm. Turned out, out it was for you. a yeah. little different, but it was, that's the classic thing where you where you draw the pupils on your eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally one of my favorite radio stories of all time. It was awesome. It was excellent. Well, anyhow, there's a yeah, there's a bit of a uh, of an uproar within the California DMV. This person in particular, and they have a number of things. Uh, that have happened as well. There was a high-ranking uh, fire chief that had two state employees build an addition to a state-owned house that he rented during their work hours, and it had plumbing and electrical and sewer, and, and he used the money from the state to I do mean, it. So he's, he's using taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. He didn't get permission to do it. And so th- there's a full audit they did, but one, the one that stands out was this person sleeping for three hours a day, every day for, I think it was um, three years. years. Three years. Three years. But you know what? They, they did. A doctor had informed the DMV in 2016 that, the, uh, that she could not have performed the duties the job required because she had a medical condition that made it difficult for her to work on a regular schedule. She was lazy. So I guess, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that uh, if that was legitimate or not, but they they, they reassigned her to another position in January. She gets the la- road test of last year, but she continued to sleep at work. Part of it is part of it is just having a job that is interesting enough to yeah. keep you awake. You know, it truly is it, to be engaged. Yeah. And my my heart goes out to you if you're at a job with it that is one of those just energy sucks. But hang in there. Yep, we'll be back in a second, and I will have some bizarre file stories that I have set for you. Make Make sure you stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks.
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So there is controversy in the offices of WMMR, I've heard. Mm -hmm. heard. Chuck's cereal bowl has gone missing. What? The second one. Again. Mm Mm-hmm. So for those who who work in a, in an office setting, you can you can relate if you're or at least if you have a break room or some kind of a common area, or even if you just eat cereal. Yeah, maybe you understand. But no, some people you know they they work on their own, they're out on the road or something like that, and they don't have to deal with these type of things. But if you're you're in a uh, an office setting and everybody's got to kind of share a communal area t- from time to time. Uh, things like this can happen. Things go missing. Makes you realize that the people you work with are often slime. Yes. Uh, Chuck's first cereal bowl went missing a few months ago. Now, the thing about this bowl, there was nothing special about it. It, it was wasn't handed a, down from grandparents. Well, no, no, no. I mean, in its appearance. It oh. was just a plastic, yellowish. Faded yellow. Faded yellow bowl. Well, you might even walk past it on a shelf. But when I say nothing special in appearance, does not mean that it was not special to him. Because, Chuck, this was a cereal bowl from your childhood? I didn't know we were doing this today. Yeah, sorry, but are you emotionally okay. prepared for this? The one, the first one that went missing, I've probably been eating cereal out of that bowl since I was six. Oh man! Yeah. Why would okay, you bring that to exactly. work though? The because I love that bowl. Uh, <laughs> all right, and I love that. I eat my cereal. It's well, a series of <laughs> questions that have to be posed to you with this beloved cereal bowl. When you were done with it, where would you put it? Uh, I would often take it into the kitchen and wash it. And okay. would you leave it in the sink? Uh, no, I would, well, maybe right around there, around the sink. There's a dishwasher in there. I would put it, you know, I'd clean it or leave it on top of the microwave or something like that. You okay, made- see, but that, okay, that's my problem. You do work in an office. That's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. I don't really care that much. But what my, my suggestion then would be, don't leave it out. You Wash it. Do whatever you need to do with the bowl or whatever it is that you want to keep here at the office and bring it back to your area. Bring it back to your office, right. your space. Don't leave it in the community so, area because, one, it'll get used. It'll get thrown away. Whatever. So you're uh, telling me it's my fault that I do somebody think stole my I, I think it's your fault. Yeah, there was a risk that. element. I will tell you something <laughs> that you could have done that I have done and was doing for the longest time. I had a yogurt spoon. Don't ever wash it. <laughs> Just put it back in your also, desk drawer. Just lick it clean. Plan. Yeah. Right, but so you had the first ball goes missing. How does that happen? Take us through that. It wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. How do you know? Where did you leave it, it? Where was it? Probably in the kitchen. It was probably uh, on top I probably, of the I probably do that once once a week for the past, you know, 150 years. What, you've, not, done, hey, you've done what once a week? Left it in the kitchen. Or, you know, I grab it the I've next seen day. It. I've seen it on top of the microwave. Yeah. Chuck. Son, it's not your fault. It's, it's not. not. I know it's not my fault. It's not your fault. I know. And I'm going to burn and, this place down. I, and I don't blame it, Kat. I totally do not subscribe to this, uh, Kathy. Oh, I, do, do not leave opinion. it out there. It, if it's your things and you want to keep an eye on it, you don't want somebody to take it, don't leave it out in a community area. Listen, it, I'm here at MMR where we're all family, you know? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, we're all family. No. Somebody's using it. Someone no. else is using it. Kathy. Someone else is using the family bowl. Kathy, 
Yeah. You, uh, I agree. You see a sweet bowl like that, <laughs> yeah. you your you're going to take it. It's well, so I'm gonna t- I don't care who owns it. <laughs> All right. I don't care if it's the, 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 the CEO of Beasley. I'm grabbing a sweet bowl like that. Well, here's well, the deal. Well, somebody did, right? Here's the deal. I don't think anybody took the bowl. You don't. Oh, no. Casey has a theory on this, by the way. I, I, All right. I, I think right. somebody... Threw- and it begins and- in Mesopotamia. Well, and the word was, the way Casey set it up to me, he's like, I know what happened, and it's BS. It is BS. Well, I, right. and I think I know, too. Yeah. Okay. So I think I know who it is. Yeah, no, I know who it is. So um, here's the deal. Chuck, before, I thought somebody took your bowl, but today I, I think your first bowl was thrown away. Uh, I think your second bowl was thrown away as well. Because it was left. Because it was left in the sink. Now, here's here's where I have the problem, right? Because I understand you're, you're going to leave stuff, stuff in the common area. And for some reason, it that irks people, right? And their irkitude uh, supersedes your need to have this bowl, so they throw it away. So here's what happened on Monday when nobody was in the office mm-hmm. except for us. A day of service. A day of service. Yeah. Nobody was in the office except for us, the morning show. Uh huh. And Bill Weston. And one other person. And one other person. Oh, yep. get out of here. Bill Weston. I'm it's with you, Bill. Casey. Yep. Now, Bill Weston, known as the man about town, the mm-hmm. silver pony, uh, quick with a comment and a quip, always a smile on his face, cigar smoker, a family man. And there's a deep secret. Despiser of clutter. I've Despiser. Had, well, and here's the thing. Clutter. I've had I've had conversations with him um, specifically about the kitchen, the sink, and the items that are left in the sink. Wow. I'd love so to that, hang out for your conversation. That's why I was going to say I think it's Bill. I All think right. Bill takes whatever's left in the sink, if it's left there, for more than one day, and he throws it out. So here... That ain't cool. Here is the BS part of it, okay? All right. On Monday morning... Bill um, was in a bill mood and decided that he did not like the clutter that was left in the sink, Steve. A bill mood is easily identifiable. He's usually singing Katrina and the Waves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Let me see if I have that, by the way. He's walking walking on sunshine. sunshine. Whoa! I don't have and it. And whose bowl is this? Yeah, it just, it stops yeah. right there. God damn this! He's whistling his little tune in. Here I am walking on sunshine, <laughs> and I see this clutter. I do, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around Bill. All right, well, here's throwing away what is... N- because if it's left there and it's dirty, we're not going to go in there dirty. and clean no, it. No, it wasn't dirty. It it's, wasn't in the sink. It wasn't dirty in no. the sink. And, and no. Chuck... Okay, because that's I usually don't, what... Don't just put dirty dishes in the sink. But that's got, usually what Bill has a problem with are, are the things that are left in the sink. Now, if I had left it on the counter or on the microwave, somebody may have put it back in the sink yeah. and yeah. water got in it and made it look dirty. But I don't I don't just put my dirty dishes in the sink and expect somebody else to clean them up. Right. Okay. You know, right. Chuck wouldn't so, do that. It's not Chuck. It's not the Chuck I know. But some people here do. Right. And that's and that's what Bill has a problem with. I think there is a slight possibility that that Bill didn't throw it away. But here here's here's some BS. It's a kitchen. All right. Okay, but there's no maid that's going to clean uh, your dishes. It's it's a kitchen. It's a sink. I'm sorry, Casey. Go ahead. All right. So, so um, here is here is the BS nature of what happened on Monday. So Bill was in his. Bill Weston mood. He was walking on sunshine. He's not walking on sunshine anymore because there are three dishes in the sink. Three dishes okay. in the sink. What I discovered is actually one of those dishes was mine. Uh, I didn't realize that there was a measuring cup left in the sink after the crockpot yep. cookoff. Well, um, 
I, I, Mr. Foster, you said there were three dishes in the sink, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden there's a measuring cup. Yeah. Which, well, which one, one is it? But hold on. Let, I, I just want to point out, it was the Wednesday prior. This is now Monday. It's now Monday. So Bill has probably been looking in that sink, and it's been annoying him. Right. And so I didn't realize my measuring cup was in there. Because I didn't actually wash the dishes after uh, crockpot cook-off. So I didn't. So I grabbed my measuring cup, and now there are two dishes left in the sink. <laughs> it is a plate and a bowl. Okay. Mm. Was it your bowl? Here it is w- the BS nature of it. Okay. Bill Weston then... Walking has, on sunshine. He was walking on sunshine. Not anymore, Steve. He did not feel good. No. Bill Weston leaves a sign, hangs up a sign, after he got done walking on sunshine. We need, like, a record scratch. He puts up a sign, an ultimatum. Take these dishes out of the sink. Death to America. By 10 a.m., or I'm going to throw them away. Whoa. Now, wait, wait, you actually saw the sign. Oh, yeah. On you Monday saw when no one was here? When nobody was here. <laughs> you can't do that. All right. You so that means, do that. But here's please, the thing. That means, he thinks it, that means he thinks it's us. Please. This changes everything. Yes. Uh-huh. This is like a Toyota-thon. Uh-huh. <laughs> How is it like Toyota? Mm-hmm. It changes everything. It changes everything. All right. There you have. Yes. You have intent. You yes. have a declaration mm-hmm. that would mimic the act stated mm-hmm. earlier. Yes. I rescind my earlier comment, and now I am fully on board yes. with this theory. We now have motive. We now have motive. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have opportunity. Yes. We have silver hair. And <laughs> I a, submit the silver hair yeah, fibers yeah. that were found. Silver so, yes, Look at this. Yes. Silver hair. <laughs> the black fiber as if from a black turtleneck. <laughs> I guess uh, Kathy, you and you and Ben, you, you and Bill are 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 in, lovers are, are, are in bed together on this, <laughs> so to speak. That uh, that if you walk by and you see something and it's just ugh. no. And listen, let <sighs> let me. Okay, if the, if that was in my own house, yes, I would get irritated with it. I'd have to clean it. It would have to be put away. It doesn't bother me here. I just understand where bill's coming from and like i said we've i've heard him make comments when i walk by the kitchen and i think too in bill's defense i think a lot of time when we have meat needs things get left and they get thrown in the sink one nobody cleans them two nobody's here to claim them so they're just going to sit there if somebody else doesn't clean them and bill refuses to clean them so he just throws them I, away. I under i understand that and i have my issues as well concerning things like that kitchen etiquette as far as empty boxes left on the table and yeah, so forth. leave it and a mess it, it can drive you crazy but in this case though it was clear i believe that this somebody owned said bowl said Why? Loved we bowl. had just had the had the cook off and there were things that were left in but there this, and not taken this sign went up this sign went oper- up. Where it was not left up long enough to mandate the uh throwing out of said bowl i mean and nobody was here monday i think he, no and that's, that's why bill when he walked in it was quiet You guys are good. <laughs> he sees it's right, right when he sees the dishes. In the sink. <laughs> I mean, to do that on everybody's day off. No, that's uh, that's not right. But how do you make the leap from seeing dirty dishes in a sink? 
to throwing them in the trash. Yes, I because agree. he's Listen, not going to clean them. Real quick, let me, let, me, let, me jump in, in let me jump in via the uh, the text messages. By the way, it's pretty even split. Pretty even split of the messages that I'm seeing of people that agree or disagree with what Bill did. May I what? jump in here? It's, oh, okay. People are saying if it's been in the sink for a couple days, it gets thrown out. Listen I to me. I was totally the... against that. I, I do not have a problem with dishes being in a sink, especially if they've been cleaned off already. That's no big deal to me. Were they cleaned off? My stuff is clean when I leave it in the kitchen. What yes. were the other dishes? Who knows? It doesn't matter. Sink. If we have, in the sink, it means we can dirty. place Casey at the scene. Right. So four bowls, one measuring cup. This isn't the first time there's been an issue with a missing cereal bowl and spoon. By the way. Right, they're both missing. All right. Okay, so if you see a cereal bowl and a spoon in the sink, you kind of go, hey, this has happened before. Mm-hmm. You know, this might belong to somebody. I put out I put out emails when my stuff goes missing, and the whole company hears about it. I here. think <laughs> I have... Your cereal I, bowl and spoon. I'm this, sort this of was a, a replacement bowl and spoon. I don't, you should have I'm sort of an amateur profiler. Let me help you here. Go back to the early years of Bill Weston. Mom, I want to be... I want to be a broadcaster. <laughs> You're a failure. Maybe you're a soup eater. Maybe we started there. It might, it might go back to never that, walk on sunshine. <laughs> you're like a big sink full of dirty dishes. <laughs> soup bowls that were never cleaned. And you think, oh, I have the voice for radio. Dishwasher. No! <laughs> Mommy. That's where that's yeah. where the seed was planted. Oh well, that's, <laughs> that's in that small rooted. farmhouse now in Buffalo. I, now I feel bad for him. So See? the that's plot it. thickens, by the way, guys, because all right. So my measuring cup was in the sink. Right. I snagged it out of there on Monday. I meant I noticed it on Friday. Okay, so I noticed my measuring cup in the sink on Friday, and I meant to take it home with me on Friday. I forgot. But I also noticed in the sink on Friday, not only was my measuring cup left in there, but also I had a little dish in there. And that's that dish I was using to melt butter in. That dish was gone. Wow. Your butter melting dish gone. Gone. Somebody- Which is honestly... That's a staple in any office, mm-hmm. a proper butter melting dish. Well, that dish I use at home for soy sauce if I'm getting some sushi <laughs> or like some li- Chinese okay. food. It's like a little a ramekin. Mm-hmm. It's a, a ramekin? A ramekin. Yeah, oh. I had a little ramekin mm-hmm. that I think somebody stole. Okay. Again, I'm going back to the meat needs. A lot of things are left here. Somebody, things are left out there on that table. People take them all the time. If no one's going to clean the dishes, and you know what I mean? You think it's from a restaurant. Hey, I could use uh, a little sushi bowl or whatever the hell it was. Ramekin. Ramekin. I agree. I agree. I feel bad for Chuck because of the first uh, bowl that you lost. I I save things. So as as my kids are growing up, you know, you have your, your Thomas the Tank Engine plates and things as they're little bitty kids. Right. I will grab one, and I will set it aside, and I will stash it in their little keepsake. Yeah. And this is kind of like that, definite, man. Definite sentimental value. Well, sure. But how did you not learn the first time, then? Why leave it out in the kitchen when you the first one went missing? I can't I'm just saying, listen, you, listen. Because I'm saying I would never. You can't. Listen, put, it's put annoying. Yourself. It's annoying. I am. It's annoying, and it's annoying that he lost it. But I wouldn't. I bring. I have a coffee cup that I love that I bring to work every single day. I would never leave that in the kitchen. I know. I'm going to clean it, and I'm going to bring it back to my space so that 
Someone knows that's hers. It's at her space. I'm not going to take it. And you just don't have any sympathy for a guy. Just imagine Chuck when he comes into office that day. He is super happy. He's going to have some cereal. <laughs> Walks into the kitchen to grab a cereal bowl, and it's gone. <laughs> what? Hang on. Where? Where is it? We have a dramatic reenactment. What? Where is my cereal dish? Oh no. <laughs> Let me let, let me go to a couple of calls here. Uh, I have uh, Stu. We Hi. need a lawyer. <laughs> Stu, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, black listener. Ah. It's totally Chuck's fault. Totally <laughs> Chuck's you a, fault. You have a bowl that's like a Spider-Man bowl or something you grew up with. Yeah. Take it, you wash it, you take it back with you. If you don't do that, in our office, it's thrown in the trash. All right. Uh, gonna, in your in your office, if something lev- is left in the right. sink, it's fair game. People can throw it away. It sure will. Wow, that's not cool. I've, I've never heard of throwing plates and dishes in the ter- into the because, trash. Because listen, and I'm not. It is annoying. It's so annoying. I get it, but they're not Bill's dishes, so he's not going to clean them, and he doesn't like the mess. Nobody's you asking him to see, clean here's, them. Here's, 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 here's where Kathy's no, here's where no, Kathy's no, no. disconnect listen, takes he's place. He's the program director, and he he does like to keep the place tidy. He asks us all the time to tidy up our spaces. Yes. Who's going to do the kitchen? There's nobody designated to the kitchen, so if he's going to tidy it up, he's not going to clean your dishes. Well, he the gonna, well, Kathy, he's going to throw them away. So just make sure your dishes Kathy are not left it. there if you don't want them to go missing. In a logical way, the problem and the thing that undermines your argument every time is that you lack any humanity whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and so that undermines your argument, which is a logical one. It is a logical argu- and, argument. And she and verifies I, her lack of humanity. Oh, for the first time, I'm, second. I'm on Bill's side. You're saying <laughs> I Bill, understand him. You're saying Bill's the program director, so he's the boss of the, of the suite or whatever. Chuck's the program director as well. I, w- he, I will I tell you this. And you can then May clean I everybody else's dishes uh, and yours. Listen to this, please. That the, there, everyone has a, a an issue here because Bill did not leave that sign up mm-hmm. long enough to validate the throwing away of the bowls. I agree with the whole sign situation. That's not. I mean, no one was here Monday. Everyone had off. Yep. You can't put a sign up on Monday. Mm-hmm. You got to wait till the whole office is here. What about the fact that there's a dishwasher there? Yeah. Like, I never okay, even well, knew there was a dishwasher. I, 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 by the way, I probably worked here for ten years before I noticed there was a dishwasher in the kitchen. Are no you idea. buying dish? Are you buying the the tablets if to go you in the dishwasher? The dishes to do in the, the sink. Put them in the dishwasher. Because then they're going to sit dirty there. But they're behind a door. Have you ever opened that dishwasher? Oh my god! Go, would, go open that I'm dishwasher. So glad I'm not married. There's to probably any of you guys. thirty dirty dishes in that dishwasher right exactly. now. They've been in there for months. Exactly. That's disgusting. So why can't yeah, mine go in there? That's why we got none, a little dead mouse running around. You're none the wiser. You didn't even know they were back there. Who cares? What do you mean? And now it bothers you that there's dirty dishes in the dishwasher. No, it doesn't bother me. All I'm saying you said is it's disgusting. That, it is disgusting to have dirty dishes sit in a dishwasher. When have you not known? How could you not? Everything bothers Kathy. When did, did you just pick up on that now? No, no, clean, just, by the way. I just don't understand how you guys, how you don't even slightly understand this. I'm going to. Invite, I do. Uh, I do. do. I'm trying to. Listen. I do yeah. understand. I, I think it's sort of an. It's. I think honestly, to Kathy's point, it's sort of rude to the people that you work with if you leave dirty stuff in the sink. Right. No one wants to go see I, that. I don't disagree with that one bit. Yeah, what I don't get is. Why throw them in the trash? They're because not broken. No one's they're clean not. Them. So we just. So they're just useless. They're trash now. They're not. And no, I, it's a punishment. I, they're not. It's a punishment. You can. Punishment. You, but you can't. If you're going to throw yes, them away, no, it's not. Leave the leave the sign up. Exactly. Wait a minute. 
You, you don't it's think, not, you I don't don't think right. Bill's not trying to send a signal? No, I think that he, he no one is going to claim <sighs> them. There are There's stuff that comes in from these meat needs that just get left and they don't get put anywhere. Nobody is assigned to the kitchen. We don't have a, a kitchen maid right. who's going to straighten up and put them away. But so the, the, uh, do I think it's right? No. Uh, you could clean them and put them away and then we'd have them for future events. Right. Okay. I, I, even if we agree with all of that, right, to do it on a day when there's no one here? I, I understand that part. Right. I'm on to your give side. Give everybody an opportunity to clean up their stuff. And I think that's where... Is that our dishwasher? If it's that. that bill, it fell down. <laughs> that, his, his tactic... Uh, was not carried through if that is the case. If it is, in fact, Bill who threw everything out, he was wrong to do it so quickly after just posting that sign for a short period of time. Meanwhile, we're having this whole conversation and uh, blaming Bill for it, which we think it was him, but we're not 100% but honestly, sure. I would like to say that Bill's in. lack of participation in this particular conversation probably points directly to him as the But he's not party. here yet, right? No, but he was... No. I'm going to. Uh, He's got two okay. stations to monitor. He's listening to Debella. Yeah, I, I'm going to invite Nick McElwain into this conversation. Um, oh no, no, no! I'm out. <laughs> so it was um, years ago when when we first started working here. I used to you know pour my coffee in the kitchen and I would put creamers in it. And I, I, for some reason or another, I would leave the empty creamer packets on the counter, mm-hmm. and then with with the intention of coming back and cleaning them up and, and throwing them away. And every time I went back, they were always thrown away. Little did I know, me leaving my trash on the counter really upset Marissa Magnata. And uh, she I agree with Marissa. Yeah, no, me no, too. so do I, so do I. So, but then we, I was called out on the air about it, and we had a nice discussion about it. This is right. probably, you know, 11, 10, 11 years ago or whatever. The reason I'm inviting you into this conversation, Mr. McElwain, is because you clean the coffee pot a um, couple times a week, and every time you do... You leave the towels on the counter and you walk away. Do you do that, Nick? Uh, not every time. Um, I have left the paper towels uh, on that counter and then I'll go back and clean them up. Sometimes, not every time. It's a paper towel on a on a freaking countertop. Uh, who the heck cares? <laughs> Honestly, I, and this this I Bill, swear to God, this conversation. No, no, no. This conversation is not about me. Let's not make it about me. All right, all right, Marissa. I'm stuck in the middle here. I don't believe in throwing anything out, especially when it comes to, like, dishes, like something that can be used again. But you guys don't understand what our kitchen looks like at 3 o'clock after the days when we have wonderful clients who, like, bring in all this delicious food for meat and eats, and then it all gets put on the table, and then it is just picked over and smeared and gross, and there's cream cheese, and there's... Who cleans it up? I agree. Me. Me. How many times do you see me out there? I will consolidate things into one box. Not only will I do that, I'll throw out the remaining boxes. I will put lids on dips or whatever. And not only that, I'll put them at right angles to each other. <laughs> of course because you do. I'm obsessive compulsive. <laughs> at what point in the day are you doing this? Around 12, 30, 1 o'clock? Yeah, sometimes like 2 or 3 at yeah. the very end of it. Like, like gross. Like this People aren't has been done around. picking through that stuff. Oh, oh it's pretty picked. No. You, they, 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 could, they could strip a rhino <laughs> in about 30 minutes. And we work in a company where people will take the last donut in the box and leave the box. Yeah. And right. so you see that every single day. So it just gets frustrating and it piles up day after day after day. So some of the utensils and things that are left behind by certain restaurants, what do you do with them if you're cleaning it up? So I will go over to the sink and clean them. You do? You don't leave that them I in the sink? Do. No. Okay, well, because there are obviously people that are leaving them in the sink. Well, and then there's another problem. Our sink does not have a garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that... It does. It's called the dishwasher. <laughs> there you go. People don't understand that you have to leave the thing in there to collect the food and then it piles. It, it's, it's a gross right. situation right. in general. 
general. Hey, I would like to call our next uh, witness to the stand, please. Um, ah. Bill Weston is on the phone line. He's on the hotline. Uh, good morning, Bill. Great segment this morning, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank terrific. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you, Mr. Weston, deny throwing away Chuck's bowl? Oh, I don't think it was Chuck's bowl. I would have recognized the plastic, uh, you know. No, it hasn't been bowl. plastic. It was ceramic. It was a ceramic yeah. bowl, Bill. I threw some disgusting dishes away because it was, uh, it's, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's unseemly. It's unsightly because when people walk into that kitchen, they enjoy being clean and just grab your coffee and go. So I threw some dishes away, yeah. All right. Now, when did, did. This, when did this take place? This was Monday. All right. Did it. Uh, yep. All right. Now, Bill, had you, now we hear you had posted a sign, a sign which I did not see. Yeah, I figured if uh, if Matt Cord and Kristen were working or if somebody was down at Ben and it was their dirty dishes left over from earlier that morning, right. then I'd give them an hour to clean them and get them out of the sink. Wait a Wait a second, though. <laughs> Chuck, you were not in on Monday, were you? No, Bill was covering for me. Neither was Matt or Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's right. Matt and Kristen weren't in either. No, they weren't in. There was nobody uh, here. I figured, you know, if somebody had had breakfast that morning and just had in a hurry had left them uh, you know inconveniently and uh, inconsiderately in the sink for other people to look at and be squeamish over that's fine i give oh my god bill what about the dishwasher if they left those dishes in there on friday and have been sitting there for three freaking days i'm sorry dude it's on you those things are gone I'm, i'm not gonna say that i don't understand some element of what you're saying i think though before you were to jettison that stuff, being that it was a day of service, and we were all thinking of of Martin Luther King, you could not have dispen- You should have given it a little more time to breathe, uh, maybe another day. And, and they were just- in those three days. They had three days to clean them yeah, up. Yeah, but, but, but three Sunday days Monday. was a weekend. You was- literally hung a sign for nobody, <laughs> for not one person. No, I nobody was here on Monday. You were here. No, I was we here. had already told you it wasn't ours. You hung a sign for six people in an office of like fifty. Uh-huh. That's right. I, did. I can't believe I just yelled uh-huh. at my boss. I'm and so that sorry. sink was nice and clean when you came out to get the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so the I sink was can, nice and clean. We can confirm it's Bill at this point. All right. Well, honestly, I had originally thought, no, there's no way. Then when the news of the sign came forward, I thought, well, maybe yes, maybe that is the case. But then also, I do have to... Say you, there should have been a, a lengthier period that did not go over a weekend and a holiday before you jettisoned all that stuff. That's my take on. It. I don't know why you throw away bowls. I still, I like they're, they're ceramic. It's bowls. a buffalo yeah. thing. Yeah. How much? <laughs> We're gonna they do throw it your bowl out. We're gonna throw all of Bill your bowls has. out, Bill. No. If it's plastic, if it's if it's disposable stuff, absolutely. By the end of the day, even. But if it's somebody's bowl and it's just sitting in the sink, who the f cares? Because it's going to sit there then for a long time. Bill, I just have a and question. There it is, just there it is. sitting there. there Bill, there. I have a question because oh. Preston said that you do it to. Uh, what did you say to? to a p- form of punishment. A form of punishment, and I I disagreed with that. What do you do it to say? Hey, don't leave your stuff in here, or are you just trying to clean up the kitchen because no one else is? You can uh, let it be said that I am intolerant of that stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's, here's See? the deal. I had a program director back in the early 80s. and uh, What's your name, Short Stack? You think you ought to be on the radio. How's your kitchen work? 
<laughs> no, and we had a we had a new studio, and this program director, if you left a coffee cup in there, if you left a sweater in there, if you left anything, who in leaves sweaters in a sink? Shush, <laughs> let him finish. The studio, oh, it was the air studio, and he was just intolerant. So you knew the rule was if you left anything in there, oh, it was gone. All and right. it was the studio was always pristine, always looked great. And uh, and I guess that's kind of rubbed off on me. Don't you realize that if you leave something behind, it could be gone, whether it's the cleaning staff or whatever. That's just the way I am. Okay. All right, so there you or go. Or your think this... program director. Hmm. Oh, man. Oh. We're going to start you in overnights, and when we come in, this studio better be spotless. It's not the studio. It's a sink. If you don't, if you don't keep that like that, it's going to look like the inside of our refrigerator, which is horrible. Okay, he's right on that. It is. It's a disaster. So I right. think everybody who works here should listen to Bill. Just know that he's going to throw it away if you leave what? it in the sink. No, wash your no, hands and take it back cool. to your office. There's you. not. If, I if mean, you throw listen. away my uh, my property. I expect you to pay me for that. Don't leave it in a community space. No, it's not. You know, it's it's not clearly disposable, one time use kind of stuff. I understand. It, I fully it, understand it, was, that. it was literally like a piece of silverware, not plasticware. A ceramic bowl that more than likely belongs to somebody. It's not temporary or throwaway kind of stuff. And there is a dishwasher there. All right. And there's no one here to claim it. <laughs> My Look. coffee mug has sat out here for like two months. That's your and, space. And by the way, by the That's way. your space. And Bill, you know I respect you. But yeah. it's the sink. It's not the studio. It's the sink. It's where dirty stuff goes sometimes. All right. There's love and respect, Bill. What do you say to that? Did we lose him? Well, to me, it's, it's I'm standing. Can I put something in here without you hitting your button, Steve? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> that was, uh, no, no. Bill, no. Have you lived wait, here wait, long wait. Enough? Well, yeah, let me ask or, or present this notion. Uh, maybe what has been an issue is this has not definitively been stated. We are having a uh, a big station meeting this uh, later on today. Let's make that at least one of the topics. <laughs> oh, come on. On the docket, right. what proper sink etiquette? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. The witness has rights. Yeah, the witness does have rights. Would you like to have a messy kitchen or would you like to have a clean kitchen? What do you want? A messy kitchen or a clean kitchen? I'd like to have a kitchen where my stuff isn't thrown away automatically. Don't leave it there. Don't touch anything in the kitchen henceforth, and we can see what how it develops and how you. All right. Okay. I'm done with that. All right. We'll, we'll see you in a bit. Bro. I don't know. Right. Anyway, you can get a ceramic bowl at Bed Bath and Beyond for sixty nine cents. <laughs> okay. All right, so or you can yeah. replace yeah. trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in our check or bills. Yeah, actually, Here's, check. because it was a it was a, uh, a a a prized possession. It's one he's been eating cereal out of since he was six. I know Chuck's plastic bowl. I that that one's that. long gone. All right, yeah. that was you probably threw that away in November. <laughs> well, All right. this one he's been eating out of since the sixth of November. All right, thank you, Bill. We're gonna let him go, and uh, we'll see. We'll see you in a little bit when you come right. in. I just, uh, I mean, look, two or three dishes in a sink ain't no big deal to me at all. Now, a, 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 an overflowing pile of them, yes, that's unsightly and and can smell if there's food in there and so forth. But if there's a couple of dishes, a spoon, a, a glass, and a bowl in a dish, I ain't freaking out about that. I do understand. That does not look unsightly. I do understand if stuff has stayed in for a long time and you have this rancid mush in the sink. I do understand that. Mm-hmm. This bowl out, this house is clean. This bowl was clean <laughs> that you had in there, correct? It was when I left it there. Right. Oh, somebody <laughs> says, Bill Weston, the disposer. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, anyhow, I, well, listen, we, we did, we, yeah, you, you, you nailed theory, it. Yeah. Yes, you, you knew who did it. I, uh, I brought another thing to eat my cereal out of, by the way. What'd you bring? An old Cool Whip container. Oh, there we go. That okay. ought to be safe. Go ahead. Yeah. You it, it, it looks like trash. I'm going to eat out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. They'll come you, into your office. too many times, man. I get it. Yeah. I don't yeah. blame you. I think that. Don't trust Cassie with, Kathy with your bowls either. I just clean your that stuff today, and take it with you. We can't have nice things. We can't. <laughs> That's it. Apparently we can't. <laughs> so, can't. by the way, we Whoa. have... Uh, we, oh, my we have, goodness. Yeah, we're looking at... Uh, Marissa put a poll up. It says, uh, Bill threw out a pile of dishes that were left in the... They weren't a pile. <coughs> pile of dishes that were left in the MMR kitchen. One of them happened to be Chuck's clean cereal bowl. Who is wrong here? 33% say Bill stopped tidying up. 33% say Chuck, it's a shared space. And 34%... Uh, Preston and Steve for bring uh, PNS for bringing this up. It's yeah. our fault for bringing it up. Oh, it's our fault. So who's <laughs> wrong here? All right. Whoa. So it is. It's a three-way tie, basically. That, mm. that that's I think crazy. we need. To, I think we need to realize. All right. So feelings then, have been heard all the way around. Now that's she just put it up. So that's only that's a, three people. That's only it's <laughs> nine, nine actually. Yeah. It's a handful. It's three 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 voted for each. I say not cool. Kathy says way to go. I say sort of. No, uh, I'm winning. Look I'm at that. Sort of lukewarm. All right, uh, thank you for sitting through that. We're, Thanks. <laughs> we're going to take a break, which sometimes we get an error during laundry, man. Um, we, dirty, dishes. dirty dishes. Dirty yeah. dishes. <laughs> in, but you're a lot, I, I'm just stunned that people keep their sweaters in a sink. I know. <laughs> I, that was a revelation. We'll be back in a moment. Stay down. My Hotel Philadelphia presents M.M. Barbecue. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. And now, through August 31st only, you can pre-order your MMRBQ concert shirt at the WMMR.com rock shop. Guaranteed delivery before the show. Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Plus, every ticket gets general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. Imagine you're on your dream vacation. You finally (laughs) are able to go to Hawaii. You can finally afford it. And find the time to take that long flight and spend enough to really take in the uh, the beauty. It is a bucket list trip for many oh, people. It's amazing. And as you're sitting there, all of a sudden you get an alert that says ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> So there have been over wow. the course of the years, and especially during the Cold War, some false alarms. But, um, and always better that it's a false alarm. Yeah. But I don't care. In many cases, something like this, there can be damage that's just done mentally. Yep. I I mean, especially Preston. So this happened at 8.07 a.m. Hawaiian time. 38 minutes later. Yeah. Is when they they were able to fully correct it. Yeah. So for, you got to figure this, a commercial TV hour. 38, 39 minutes. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. You believe, no idea, but the assumption has got to be North Korea has fired yeah. mm-hmm. nuclear weapons. That's yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. what it would be. Right. And and to Hawaii, and, and immediately I'm thinking, well, it's going to absolutely vaporize all of these islands. There's no way that I will be able to get out of it. Because they go big boom. Yeah, they go big boom. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
Uh, so, and then you don't know what to do, you know, especially if you're, if you're there as a vacation and you, you just panic. Marissa was telling us, uh, earlier that her friends, who, Marissa, what's the, the, uh, your connection with someone? Uh, it's my mom's best friend. Her daughter, uh, is in Hawaii right now with her husband. And before she even, the mom, before she even realized this is happening, she got a phone call and she was saying goodbye. It was her daughter oh God, calling her to say Crazy. goodbye. <laughs> it's that type of emotional thing that took place. These people believed they were going to die. For 38. Now, mind oh you. Oh, my God. There's a plus. I know you're going to say, is. where's the plus? <laughs> All right. It was early Saturday morning. A lot of people were sleeping in, and so it was not. Okay. It was like Monday morning when everyone's on their way to work, and it would have immediately reached a lot more people. Uh, but uh, it was a false alarm was caused by um, an employee who pushed a button and then pushed another wrong button. Yeah, it uh, it was sent during a shift change at Hawaii's emergency management agency when uh, someone doing a routine test hit the live alert button by mistake. In addition to leaving Hawaiian, Hawaiian shaken, the incident also raised... Uh, questions and skepticism about the government being able to keep them informed in a real emergency. So, you know, there's people wigging out on all kinds of levels. If it's any consolation, and I'm sure it is, yeah. the guy feels just off. Oh, he's just horrible. <laughs> I can't tell you. Yeah, just <laughs> how horrible I feel. I cannot tell you yes. how bad I feel. <laughs> they, they're all classically Hawaiian in their um, in their way. They're, yeah. they're a, a quiet, gentle people. Do we have, uh, do you want me to play this? Uh, yeah, Steve? a lot of people are saying that this, even their alert is very Hawaiian in its approach. Attention, attention. This is a message from the Hawaiian Emergency Management Agency. Right now, there's a whole mess of missiles flying our way. So you should probably go find a place to hide. Thank you. And have a good day. <laughs> that, to me, does not indicate... An emergency. An emer- or at least in all. tone and tenor, it's not as dire as you... You know, and also just kind of leaving you to your self to find a place to go hide. Okay. Now, and, th- and probably, you don't want to use the word probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, no, we actually, we have some actual clips. Uh, this one is during a college football game? Yeah. They cut in on the college football game. The alert comes up, and this this audio plays. All right. That's their power player, Steven. <laughs> Putting that up with the miss. Pacific Command has detected a missile threat to Hawaii. A missile may impact on land or sea within minutes. This is not a drill. If you are indoors, stay indoors. If you are outdoors, seek immediate shelter in a building. Remain indoors well away from windows. If you are driving, pull safely to the side of the road and seek shelter in a building or lay on the floor. We will announce when the threat has ended. This is not a drill. Isn't that crazy? Take immediate action measures. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have had the closest to ever having that sensation. I, I a cup. I had a dream one time that I was on a I was on a plane and the plane was going to crash, and it felt very, 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 very real. And I remember telling myself in that dream, "This is really happening." And I woke up the most scared I've probably ever been in my life. And and so. It, it, I, I know that that's how I would feel if I heard a message like that. And the the clip that you have goes on, and the one broadcaster turns to the other one and says, uh, I've always wanted to orally please you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's... Well, if you're going to say <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the time. Now's the time he, he didn't use more graphic words, but, uh, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so in that moment, Preston, I've had dreams like that where you're... 
and then you wake up and you realize you are alive. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I I don't know what I'd do. Hang on, let me go to uh, uh, Jen because uh, she had a connection to this. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Hi. How are you doing? Good. What's up, Jen? So my husband's from Hawaii. Um, I lived there for six years, mm-hmm. and uh, on Saturday morning, my friend was doing like a Lularoo live broadcast, and in the middle of her live thing, the missile thing came over so i called my husband at work because his parents still live on the island and so i could furiously typing on you know the internet and like trying to find twitter and seeing what happened and he actually alerted his parents prior to like everybody else like giving them the clear he said that they hadn't even gotten the all clear yet when he actually got back to them and said yeah you know it was it was not a real wow. I mean, it was a test. Jen, the, the message goes out, but you, all right, so it's, it's like with anything. The bad news goes out, making sure everyone's heard the good news, that it was an accident, that there's no guarantee that everyone who's panicking over the first message yeah. is going to get the second. Dude, some people crawled down into sewers. Yes. Did you see the yes, video? Yes, I did. They were lowering kids down. Yeah. J- and Jen- I, had a fr- I had friends who, like... I mean, I have a lot of friends there. I lived there for six years. And they, like, I had a, uh, a friend of mine who was away from, like, her seven-month-old son and had no idea that, you know, what was going on. And she was at work. And I just kept thinking, I mean, I have a daughter. And it's like, what do you think? I would almost rather be with my child. You know what I mean? Yep, like, I yeah. think it was just, there yeah. was so much. Like, I have so many friends who are just so grateful to be on office. I was so grateful that it was um, a mistake myself. Hey, especially. Jen, uh, you, the, the in-laws, did they, um, were, before they knew that it was in the all clear, did they, had, were they speaking their piece or, or did they, how did they say they felt, you know? I, I don't actually know. I mean, as far as I know, they, I think they kind of didn't, I, I mean, I think his mom probably was a little more worried than his dad was. Yeah. Um, I think that's just more the, his dad. Attitude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. I, I hope. <laughs> please let them know again, as I said earlier. The employee feels just awful. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything so much. I, I I don't know. I would ask this question: What constitutes a fireable offense? Right. Right. They reassign them. If this is. Um, uh, we're going to take you off that. Mm-hmm. You, what do you have to do to get fired yeah. from that position? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, it's wild. Immediately, I thought of, um, and and I used to know this area. This is the way it used to be, the emergency alert system, which used to be the emergency, EBS, emergency broadcast system. Yes. Um, there were uh, there are local emergencies, and then there were national emergencies. And, and there was a special uh, receiver that we had at the radio station I worked at that was for national emergencies. And if that came down, um, they gave you a, uh, a code uh, using the, um, uh, I forgot what you call the alphabet for uh, uh, military, but it's, uh, you know, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, yes. uh, Echo. The, all the phonetic stuff. alphabet. The phonetic alphabet. And there was, they, they would give you the code, and you would have to break the seal and open up this special piece of paper. It's like you see in, in movies with uh, with nuclear codes and stuff. And you have to break the seal and open it up. And if, if the code matches, there, there were tests, and then there were actual emergencies. And if it matched what was on there, then it was a legitimate message, and you had an obligation to to broadcast it immediately. And that was for national emergency things, things for, like, nuclear war and well, stuff like that. the protocol here is both Bill Weston and Jackie Bam Bam have to turn the key at the same time. <laughs> same time. <laughs> but they're never, in the, they're never here at the same I time. I know. That's how you, that's oh had some, as they say, a fail-safe. We're press. screwed. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to, uh, I'm going to go to Bill next. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Bill? 
Uh, yeah, Saturday I was uh, sitting in my apartment uh, watching TV, and my sister goes off on my phone. My sister's been living in Hawaii since '75, and text goes off, and it says, "Inbound missiles, I love you." Oh my God! <gasps> yeah, and I'm like, now when I was in the Air Force, I was a missile launch officer in North Dakota, so I kind of know this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I text back, "Whiskey Tango Fox." Over. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. And I'm like, she sends back. She goes, we got 20 minutes. I'm like, huh? You know, and the weird part was, back in 1980, we had a little uh, problem with a computer chip at NERAD headquarters. I was on alert that day. Mm-hmm. So I know what it's like being on one of those mistakes. And yeah. it's sitting at ground zero. And I'm like, huh? So like... For 30 minutes, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, it's going to be uh, vaporized. And, like, you know, both our parents are gone, and it's just me and my sister. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be, like, ultimate orphan here, you know. Y- yeah. Whoa. So you were you were completely devastated getting this text. I mean, it's like, whoa, yeah. you know, uh, this is like, wait a minute. The only good thing is I'm saying, well, here's going to go. I'm, I was in North Dakota. I'm like, not the best place to die. She's in Hawaii, you know. <laughs> She's dying in paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going from one paradise to the other, but I mean. She's you know, dying where Magnum P.I. lived, and that, yeah, that alone. And I'm like, great, I'm 75 miles south of the Canadian border, and my nearest big city is Winnipeg. You know, I'm just like, hmm. Something was wrong with that picture. Yeah. All right. Well, that's heavy duty, man. It's messed up, Bill. Did you get a chance to talk to her afterwards? Yeah. Thank God. And I'm saying, well, now you know how I felt for four years, you know, sitting at ground zero. I said, you know, it was bad enough you guys had Pearl Harbor, but, you know, this is even worse. Yeah. But but on the the flip side, that employee, he feels awful. (laughs) Terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, somebody's going to be looking for a new job. He's not. They just moved him into yeah. another department. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, They don't push buttons. Yeah, that's a bit of an F-up <laughs> at work. That was, uh, what's, I, I, what's I your worst F-up? I messed up, but I didn't, you know, let people think there was a nuclear attack on the way. Uh, the biggest F-up at work, um, I had two of them, okay? Uh, one of them I've told you guys about before on the air. I kind of did it as a confession. I was a uh, I was a dishwasher. I was a part time cook too at a restaurant, and uh, I was uh, moving some stock that was up against the the walls. Uh, and I grabbed onto a box, and little did I know that my finger actually hooked into the fire suppression system <laughs> as well as I was pulling this box away from a stack, and right. I pulled it, but it didn't set off the suppression system. All right, so that that would have been like a like a like a vapor that comes out that that kills any fire, right? It's like it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah, like, it's it, like a dust it, smoke. It goes over the the fryers, right? Okay, so anyhow, which is on the other side of the kitchen, and so uh, so I pull it out, and there's a cord that's attached to this this ring thing that you, that you pull out, and the cord came out with it. And, and, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and nothing had happened. So I gingerly, <laughs> put it back. I gingerly pushed the cord back into the hole. What are you doing? And and I and I and I, and I got the the plug back in. Oh my god! Left it at that. Okay. Uh-huh. So 
Now, <laughs> where that is is right by this thing called the Hobart machine, which oh, was no. the big uh, uh, prep machine for uh, you know shredding stuff and things like. It's big. big I know the Hobart yeah. machine. It's, it's a, big, it's a big mixer, yeah. a piece a piece of equipment. So, a, a new guy that we had working there was uh, was uh, uh, shredding some cheese, and he's he's re- you had to really push it hard. You had to push this hopper, uh, the lever, really really hard. So he's got his back leaned up against the wall, and he's pushing against it. And I guess he hit up against the fire suppression system and set it off. Oh, no. And I knew (laughs) that it was me that initiated that in the first place. And I mean, powder everywhere in the kitchen, all over the place. Same day? Same day. Same day. And yeah, exactly, Casey. That clip. Exactly. What'd you do? And so it it basically it destroys the kitchen. Oh god. All the food, everything. Powder goes everywhere. All the food, every inch of that entire place has to be (laughs) taken out and cleaned and redone. And I mean, so they gotta shut down business for a day or two because of that. And I did it. That was me. And you did did you tell them? Yeah. Does Uh, that guy know that it was you? No, no, never. I never never. Never fessed up. I was like 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I was actually I was younger than that. It was like 17 years old. There's no way I was. We're looking at video. Oh That's it. It fills up the entire kitchen with a cloud. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it basically <laughs> extracts the oxygen. Yeah. Uh, can you find the guy? Uh, no, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he was just a part-timer that was only there for a little while. And then the second biggest F-up I ever did at work actually was in radio. And uh, this was all my fault. It was uh, it was in the 90s. There was a uh, there was a girl that was missing, a little girl that yeah. went missing. This is a serious story. Yeah, yeah. This is, I, I messed up royally. And uh, my girlfriend at the time had called me on the hotline and told me that oh. she had heard that they found the little girl's body. Oh. So I went on the air and I said something about it. And I said, you know, our, our thoughts go out to the family and so on and so forth. And, like, the uncle called me on the request line. It's like, what did you just say? I said, they found it. And, and he's like, no, they didn't. I'm, that's, that's my that's my niece you're talking about. Nobody, and I, I, I messed up royally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just done it off of my what my girlfriend had told me. And I called her back. And, of course, she yelled at me for believing her. What? This what? was Burt Rubber Girl. Oh, my God. I told you she was a... Oh, wait, she, she did it on way. purpose? She no, was, no, no, no. She was oh. kidding was, with you? No, it was hearsay. It was hearsay that oh, she right, heard. Oh, right, right, right. And, and I took it as, as Bible, you know? And, wow. Uh, wow. So, yeah, that was... That's... That's probably my... Yeah, that that's is the my, worst. That's my greatest regret in, in this industry. Uh, that I've that I've ever done. I have other regrets. <laughs> <laughs> there other are many other regrets. than just radio, but but in radio, that is my biggest. I, I that was stupid. It I, I learned a lot from it. I tried to use it as a learning experience, but that was my biggest stuff up. Anybody else want to share their biggest stuff up <laughs> on, on at work? On that level, I think you you were. Um, yeah, I got one that's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Is it? Were you wearing a mascot outfit? No, but okay. Bill Weston wanted to fire me for it. I mean, okay, this is yeah. back when I was working in the promotions department. No, it was, oh. no, it was Sam. Sam Milkman wanted to fire me, and uh, it was pre-bill, and uh, I needed to pick my friend Dave up from the train station. I and remember that. I didn't have a car, oh, yeah. so I took the station car, uh, the Toyota Car of Summer, which was a, uh, <laughs> a Celica. I'll just take the Toyota Car of Summer. Yeah, but it was a promotional vehicle, and I, I just took the keys without telling anybody that I was going to go. Chuck D'Amico was the uh, promotions director at the time, and uh, went to the train station, picked up my buddy Dave, drove back here. 
and uh, got in a car accident on the way back. I was on Presidential Boulevard, nary a mile away, and um, and uh, somebody ran into me, and, and Chuck uh, saved me. You know, he, Chuck he, saved your, he your went, job? He went career. to for me, yeah. and he said, listen, this kid uh, made a mistake, and, and I was uh, 24, 25 at the time, and I made a serious mistake, but uh, I didn't get fired. I was, I was lucky to not get fired. Have a heart. The guy still has six years of college. Yeah. <laughs> How bad was the accident? I mean, it was dented up pretty badly. The car was out of commission. It was a promotional vehicle that oh. needed to go out to all these promotions, you know. And I just, I just took it like an idiot, thinking I, that I was entitled to uh, to drive the car around because I worked at the radio station. I, I have, I have nothing on that level, though. I, t- <laughs> I did work for one of the earlier home movie companies, not home movie like uh, you know Super Eight Films, like uh, before HBO. Like you had your prism here, right, yeah. right, right, right. So up in New York, there was a, a place called Cinema uh, Cinema One Hundred. It was run out of a, like an industrial park, and so they wanted because Lord knows you wouldn't want to show up and think you're magically transported from Melville or wherever it was to Hollywood. So they they wanted to line all the um, the hallways, like the first hall you come in with movie posters, and so I was in charge of putting them all in the frames of the whole thing. And there was about 30 or 40 of them. <laughs> and so I'm doing the whole day and I'm putting the, this stuff in the posters and I'm, you know, I'm putting them down on the floor and I'm pushing down and, and, uh, and they're all ready to start being put back up on the walls. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that as I had them on the floor, at some point I must have kneeled on every one of them <laughs> on the other no. side. Every <laughs> one of them was broke. The glass was <laughs> spider webbed on every one of them. And I, it was so blatantly imbecilic yeah. that they didn't even know how to respond to it. <laughs> so they kept me on, but I'm like, I was that guy forever. There was a, um, uh, a miniature golf place across the street from my pool uh, that I belonged to. And uh, they would, you know, every now and again, I would go over there and they'd give me like five bucks and I would go put flyers on people's cars. Well, I grabbed the wrong flyers. Uh, I grabbed a stack of um, when you get a hole in one on the 18th hole, you win a free game of golf. <laughs> 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 All right, hand it out. Like 400 free games oh of golf. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't oh get my. paid that day. <laughs> I want you to know he's very sorry. He's he's biggest very sorry. biggest F up at work. I, I want to hear your stories. 215-263-WMMR. I can't think of anything as good as you guys have, but going back to yours, where you reported that on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was at NBC10 years ago, um, something had happened. One of the reporters reported something and like got in big trouble for it. And they actually set in place guidelines uh, and that it needs to be confirmed, yep. at least when I was there at the time, needs to be confirmed by law enforcement before you report anything. I, and you know what, though? It's, it's, you would think it would have gotten better over the years, but now they, they, a lot of times may, the networks were well with stuff they see on social media. It's like, you, you know, it's, you got to vet this stuff a lot of times before you hit the air with it. It, it. it taught you. Oh, I learned my lesson. Yeah. yeah. You don't you don't say it unless it's, unless it's yeah. confirmed when you're reporting on something. Right. Now, Absolutely. obviously, we're, we're meant to be morons. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. We get card blocked. I forgot who I saw not that long ago who's... <laughs> Somebody, in an, an expert in the field, said we drive him crazy. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Let me go to Scott. Hi, Scott. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. How you doing, Gadzooks? Gadzooks, buddy. What's going on? Uh, I was a teenager, probably about 16, working as a dishwasher at a bar. It was Friday night, packed house, went to fill up my mop bucket, <laughs> and didn't notice that the mop bucket wasn't empty. Okay. It was filled with pine salt. Pine salt. So okay. Yep. So I dumped a gallon of bleach in it. Oh. I don't know if you know that, but it makes ammonium chloride. Oh, no. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's uh, that's toxic. Very, yeah. So yeah, very. Two hundred people in the restaurant that all had to be emptied out, and my boss, who is an elderly lady, who's usually very understanding, summarily fired me. Yep. Right there. Yep. Well, yeah. you, killed, you almost killed <laughs> you almost, people. Scott, that's very uh, similar. Uh, you reminded me of a story. Thanks, Scott. I did basically the same thing. However, my lethal concoction was Ajax into Clorox. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, literally, they had to... Uh, this is at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, where I was a porter. And uh, the, uh, the the old people... There was always filled with old people eating donuts and coffee at the counter. And they, they were like... <gasps> <laughs> to open up I the would doors. assume that'd be a similar thing because that's bleach. Clocks is bleach, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. bleach and a cleaning agent, which is basically what he did. You may have made that exact gas. same guy, yeah, yeah. ammonium chloride. Uh, let me go to, let's stick with ammonia for a minute. I'm going to yeah. go to James. Hi, James. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, you doing all right? Yeah, I used to be an apprentice meat cutter for Acme back in the 70s. Okay. And um, right outside the meat room door, they had a dumpster that was about 15 foot long, the, the chute. So, of course, being an apprentice, I had to go down and clean everything out every time it got clogged or whatever. So, one day there was some maggots and stuff like that. In there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, I, and the boss said, hey, listen, I need you to go in there and clean that out. So, I was so pissed off. I just went and got two gallons of ammonia and poured them into the chute straight. And um, all the fumes from the refrigeration units in the meat room pulled all the fumes into the meat room. And we had to, we were cleared out for about... Easily over two and a half to three hours. Oh my God! Did it? Did it? Did it uh, harm the yeah. uh, the meat? Did it destroy that? No, it didn't destroy the meat. They were able to push that into the uh, into the boxes themselves on the trays. Okay. But everybody's eyes were burning out of their head. Did you, did you get fired for it, James? Uh, no, I, I was a union, so. Oh, there you go. You're <laughs> Is anyone uh, dead? No. Then he stays. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. One one F up. But this guy in Hawaii didn't get fired, at least not yet. What are his unions like? Yeah, let me go to, I'm going to go to Steve next. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. It's all good, man. What's up? I had to do a little welding job at the school, and they told me to get there early. And, of course, I didn't get done before the kids were there. And I had to do a little tiny little welding, a little bit of sparks. And they put the kids in the library, got the maintenance guys to put a tarp around me so nobody could see the light. Got it all done. It started grinding down the little weld. And all five of us standing there, none of us noticed that we were shooting the sparks right into the little red box for the fire. And we set the fire alarm off at the school. And it was pouring rain. Oh, oh my God. Like, oh, you set off the... Outside. With you that, set up the sprinkler system? Uh, the sprinkler system in the school. The whole school got soaking oh, wet. No. Oh, my all God. All the kids had to go out. And they, now, I'd, yeah, but they came back. To, the principal was so angry. She was ready to beat me with <laughs> but we set the fire alarm off, and all the kids had oh, to go out. Of go course, out. yeah. They, they, it's oh, a really? safety precaution. Hearing you speak about that, Preston, reminds me of, of one of the first things when our show first started. This happened down uh, South Philly, I guess. I don't know exactly where it was, but there was this tarring company, uh, like roofing company. There, and they had a big kettle of um, the tar that they were melting. I don't know if they were, they weren't doing the street. They were, I think they were just doing roofs or something. And um, it it somehow tipped over this molten tar, and s- this burning river of tar went down the street mm-hmm. and set like seven cars on fire mm-hmm. and yep. uh, we have here's a clip from the owner sort of you know 
saying ain't no big deal. Yeah, man. I've been in the hood too, but 40 some years, that's the first time it happened. It's just like a little accident out there. It's just a little accident. <laughs> the hood toot. Yeah, in the hood toot. Seven mm-hmm. cars on fire. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to, uh, let's go to John D. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, yeah, well, this wasn't, uh, I wasn't working, but uh, it haunted me for my whole life with my family. Uh, basically, I was like 12 years old. My family uh, grew up in Wilkesbury near Harvey's Lake. I don't know if you ever heard of the place, but Mm-mm. it had a uh, huge pizza shop. It was real famous, uh, called Joe's Pizza. And uh, when I was a kid there, we were basically ready to leave. I wanted to uh, play the claw machine. Okay. And I went over to the front of the store, and I was by myself. My parents had given me, like, a couple quarters or something like that. And uh, the guy came over to me. I think it was, like, one of the owners or something. He said, hey, you know, you can't play this game. We're having electronic problems with this game. We're going to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Well, being 12 years old and wanting to play the game, of course, I waited until he walked away, and then I put the quarter in. And uh, I played it, and the next morning, my uh, I was at my grandmother's. She woke us up. She said, Joe's Pizza burned to the ground. Oh, God. And, uh, I was like, and it actually was determined that it was due to a video game. And from that point on, I was known in the family as the guy that burned Joe's Pizza. <laughs> Oh, I mean, man. yeah, my grandmother never let me uh, forget it. She, <laughs> every time we passed that place, I mean, it actually rebuilt, and the guy was like a millionaire after that. But, right. uh, yeah, she was, was much nicer. She would point it out to you. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. my so, God. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's hard I when your it. grandmother Thanks. can hold over you the fact that you're an arsonist. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, I got to go to this call. Let me go to Brian because I'm curious as to how this happened. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, sorry about you guys at work. All right, man, what's up? Hey, so I was working in uh, Dallas, Texas a couple of years ago, and uh, you can carry guns in Texas, of course. So my boss let us keep our guns in his office locker instead of our car so they wouldn't get stolen. Okay. So I would go in there every day and clear the gun and put it in his locker. One day I cleared it and fired off around right in his office. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> in his office. Was he in there with you? No, he was having the, uh, it was the car so he was having the building. Oh my God! <laughs> so what? What did you? Sh- what did you end up shooting? Did it just go into the floor? It went right through his favorite chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and what were the repercussions of, of firing a gun in the boss's office? Well, it's Texas, so I got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Preston uh, reminds me of the of the buy a gun safe for the car and. I didn't get fired. A gun safe for the car. It probably nice. worked out much better. The, the uh, I guess it's a DEA agent who is talking to the, the class. Oh, my God. Oh, my friend works with him. The, all right, so this is a classic. The guy in the video? Classic yes. viral video from years ago where he's uh-huh. talking to the school and he, acts, he accidentally, sh- a class, not the full school, mm-hmm. shoots himself. Yes, he does. <laughs> and after that, after he shoots himself, he goes over and that was with a handgun. That's yeah. a handgun. He goes over and picks up like an assault, like a yeah. rifle <laughs> and holds it up. It's got a you know a banana clip, the whole thing. And the, everybody in the, the classroom starts to run out of the room when he picks up that gun. Gun. Yeah, I think they, um, he didn't get fired or anything. He still works for the DEA, but he's just uh, in a different department. They put um, him in a different department. My God, just like the guy in Hawaii that said <laughs> had a, uh, a ballistic missile on the way. Uh, let me go to John Jay. John Jay, you're on the air. Good morning, bud. Good morning, guys. Hey, man, what's up? What? How did you royally F up at work? Uh, kind of set my boss's car on fire welding. <laughs> kind of set my boss's car on fire welding. All right, what was the scenario? Um, so I work on trailers for a living and I had to weld up a bumper so we could put it on the trailer. Mm-hmm. 
And I wasn't thinking about where I was, so I started welding next to the car, and some sparks got in there, and backseat kind of caught on fire. The backseat kind of caught on fire. <laughs> and was the was the vehicle just engulfed in flames, or was it was it able? Oh, no. No, I called it in time to put it out, but uh, he was pretty pissed. <laughs> Bosses too tend to get upset when you set their vehicles on fire. Oh my God! I was I was looking Thanks, on Lime Preston. and there was uh, I was uh, I guess the, the, the Daily Mail or whatever had a a thing about it. it was, it's a Russian soldier who tried to heat up his food on a vehicle, like a like an armored vehicle, and set the whole thing on fire. And there's video of a, of his Russian superior just calling him out, like just berating him no for kidding. being such a dummy. Hey, I have a question a couple of stories back about uh, the guy who set off the um, uh, the sprinkler system. Yes. When those when those activate, when they go off, how do you turn them off? It's Can you like turn a, them off? Like a, like a, a massive valve, right? Yeah. To like... or, or does it go for a certain amount of time and then stops? Or, I you think know you have to turn them off. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I, I don't, I'm wondering. Yeah, maybe maybe the whoever is in charge, a, um, a superintendent or something like that. Yeah. Because well, we don't have them in here in this no. room. But if it were to go off, no. what do you do? Somebody's got to shut that off at some point. Otherwise, it's just hooked up to a water. What is our fire suppression system in this room? Uh, I don't see any in <laughs> Maybe this that's room. why they're always so worried about about us setting fires. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have no Maybe. precautions. Mm. Uh, let me go to... Oh. Um, yeah. What a, we, we actually are overlooking a big yeah. screw-up that yeah. we did on the roof of Y100. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> you were purposely skipping over it? <laughs> <laughs> Deep frying a turkey. Uh. Yeah. Uh, because, and by the way, it was delicious. Preston I was thought I turned <laughs> off the plane. Oh, it was you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was me. It, so, it's out on the roof. It was Preston. my fryer. <laughs> it's his fryer. So you could step out from, uh, we were at, uh, on uh, Baltimore Pike, we were down by uh, where, uh, you know, by Riddle Isle House, by that uh, whole area down there. And let's clarify, you were deep frying a turkey on a roof. We were, yes, because we thought that'd be the safest. Okay. Yeah. But it was right outside the uh, right outside the window, you could actually walk out of the air studio, right next right. to where I was standing. Onto the uh, roof. Out, out onto the roof, it seemed like I was okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we're doing the, the, the bit, we bring in the turkey, we taste it, it's delicious. And then um, I'm, I'm can remember absolutely clearly oh, looking at you, and you're kind of I'm seeing like a flickering orange light on your face. And I'm yeah. like, what? what is that? And turn around and the the yeah, thing. Like, I, and I see you looking out the window. I'm like, Steve, why are you looking out the window? He's like, well, it's on fire. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I go outside and it's oil in the in the fryer. Just oh a gosh. huge flame shooting up from that. So you guys were on the phone with me. I was doing a bit. We were bobbing for turkeys. Oh my at a god! Pull down the street. So so I go out there and we we grab a um, we grab a fire extinguisher. And that's another teachable moment. It is a teachable moment because what did we learn? Some fire extinguishers don't put out oil fires. In fact, virtually everyone in that building. Yes, all of them. In fact, because they're usually uh, they're they're made for kitchens and so forth. Because normally you don't have boiling oil at a radio station on the roof on the roof. And so we would shoot it with the fire extinguisher. It would go out. Okay, so the the flame would go out and then. (laughs) <laughs> it would just fire right back up again. Uh, so you have to get the proper fire extinguisher to keep it yes. in your kitchen. Keep that in mind. Uh, and the fire department came, and they were. And, and another teaching moment: firefighters don't like going to firefight uh, fire calls. No, they do not. And we got yelled at. Yes. And I was like, "You got, I, you know, you, you saved the day." You know? it's like, Yay! What, what, See, we're the ones that are going to get burned if we if we have to fight this because mm-hmm. you guys are idiots. Well, that's a very good point, actually. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let me go to some other F-ups at work. I'll go to Gene, who's been on hold for a long time. Hi, Gene, you're on the air. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, it took so long, Gene. It's all right. Go ahead. Uh, I was, uh, a while ago, I was working, uh, shooting training videos at the University of Virginia Hospital. And we had to do this procedure where they, it was a really delicate procedure that you could, you can't repeat, where they put IV needles in the veins on the top of infants' heads. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah, because mm. you, there aren't many places where you can find the vein to do it, so okay. you have to do it there. So I raised the camera up over top to do an overhead shot, and they did the whole procedure, and I went to turn the camera off and realized I had never pressed the record button (sighs) to record it. Oh, my God. So I had to just all the blood drained out of my face, and I had to go tell them that I screwed it up. Oh, my God. We had to come back like a week later to do it all over again. That sucks. You just, you want to die. Yeah. You just want to die. Now, were you working for a company, or were you uh, self-employed? No, it was just a hobby. I love doing. No, I worked <laughs> for this industrial company that that was down there that did training videos. Okay, about how to pierce your baby's head. So, yeah, so I had to not only face that embarrassment, but I had to go tell the boss that I screwed up too. Yep, that's that forgetting to turn on the button or forgetting to have the battery pack for the that's, recorder. That yeah. is a constant nightmare, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's an intern or rookie issue that happens yeah. fairly often. Uh, John Vaughn forgot to bring a battery the very, very, very first month of stunt stunt. I remember and, and we, we, right. we didn't catch her. On You're video. being dragged by a horse. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, let me go to Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Good morning. Hi, gang. How you doing this morning? Uh, doing yes. well. It's doing wonderful. So what's up? Uh, this was a long time ago, but I was an intern for uh, KYW for a show and press and Steve, you might remember it called Evening Magazine. Okay. Yeah. With, with Ray Murray and... Nancy Glass. Um, yes, and I it was uh, Pat Rocky was co-host at that time, and it was like my I was still in college, and I just it was like my first real job, and I absolutely loved it. And so we used to film live every Friday. It was Friday evening live on the Delaware, and my only job was to bring the script. And I brought this. There was no teleprompters because it was outside. So I grabbed the script, I had it, I put it on the table, and as they're counting down to go on, it blew into the Delaware. (laughs) I'm sitting there, and my mouth drops, and um, Charles Barkley was the guest, and he was, like, the nicest person, but he could see my face, and I'm... And all on the camera, like you could see the papers in the background blowing. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm sitting there going like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! I had every everybody like looking at me like that does not just happen. So what they would do is like Ray Murray was just the absolute most consummate professional. He would just on break, you know, like he would glance at the script. So I was starting to like get really upset, <laughs> and I was thinking like, oh my god, I blew it. There's still a half hour show to tape, and and Charles Barkley came over when they cut, and he said. Rebecca, what do you remember from the script? You start writing it down on napkins. Whatever you have to do, you write it down what you remember. Yeah. So I started writing it down, and Ray was like, it's all good. Like, don't worry about it. And um, it was horrible. It was just <laughs> it was just like my biggest nightmare. So I was in the background when you like we would watch it, and my mom's like, you looked really sad. <laughs> I, down, I was like, I was bound in shame. It was awful. Well, you're... You- you're, th- you're thinking your entire career has just ended. That's what the look on your face. Oh, yeah. So then after that, you know, I was known as, like, the script girl. But, oh, wait, that's the one who dropped in the water. You gotta <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, God. they were joking. They were going to, like, Velcro it to me like a bomb. Like, like take it around me. And, like, do not take this off until we get there. Yeah, broadcast... Um, 
broadcast things like that where you know where you're you're coming back from uh, from a break or any of there's there's countless stories in this industry and and in uh, in television and you know where you just think oh my god especially when you're first starting the world is going to end well and you know what with the scripts too like they'll if the teleprompter breaks down or whatever that's what they rely on they don't just go to commercial it's like okay well this is why we have the backup in front of us yeah mm-hmm. oh man all right thanks rebecca appreciate it sure. have a good one guys all right we'll see you later wow uh, those are some good ones. Um, not as bad as a ballistic no. <laughs> missile approaching Hawaii, which is what this guy did. And it even said this is not a drill. I mean, it's as real as you get verbatim. It's a ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. And that thing went out to the public. Oh, my God. And stayed out that way without any retraction for 38 minutes. Wow. And he didn't get fired. He did not get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. But you said, Steve. He feels awful. He just feels <laughs> awful so about bad. it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your stories. We appreciate it. We got to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. We're happy to have uh, the next couple of guys here in our studio uh, because they did a great performance. Pierre at a Pierre's Presents event in 2017 at the Ardmore Music Hall. We had mentioned that we were going to have the band in uh, today, and Pierre said you'll never fit them all in the studio. <laughs> uh, but we have two of the band members. There's eight altogether, I believe. But we want to welcome uh, from the Revivalists, we have uh, Dave and Zach. Who are yeah. Yeah. Morning, gents. Thanks for coming in. Did I get that right? Eight members all together? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that uh, is that a good thing? We having eight guys in a band? Does it? Uh, does it get sometimes? Com- yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes. Yeah. I think uh, for the most part, it's it's amazing because you know it's like somebody starts falling down, you got another guy to pick up the slack. There you go. Rolling with it, you know. Yeah. So it's it's good. And, and it's it's the sound you deliver. You de- you're delivering a, a fuller sound. You need that. Yeah. So yeah. we got yeah. a horn section. We got two drummers, pedal steel guitar. We don't need all that stuff, but we like it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And listen, it also includes if there's a bathroom issue in the middle of a show, yeah. somebody can pick We've up. Actually, that that I mean, has that happened is, to that me has before. Happened actually many I started times. speeding. You know, it's a kind of an acoustic ballad that we were doing one time, and I was just I'm playing guitar and. Dave is singing, and uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I really got to go. I start speeding up at the end of the song, you know, <laughs> finish it real as quickly as possible and run off stage. I always thought that'd be a cool, like, like a large band we used to see, like Earth, Wind, and Fire on stage. Yeah. There's all, these, all this stuff going on. There's, I, I just think the energy mounts exponentially, exactly. yeah. especially with, with, with the, the kind of music you guys play that is that has an infectious element to it. Yeah. Um, and and that's uh, you know it, 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 and there's a there's a fraternal thing going on there, there I assume is, as well there yeah is, there is definitely. we 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 like a fraternity we haze each other uh, also <laughs> do you, you know? what is the what is the most obscene uh, uh, level we, of hazing uh, elephant walking what? You know? no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what that is oh, well, it's a drunk know. Know. okay yeah. all right start yeah. show you know what I mean we don't do that after the interview human centipede you do that yeah exactly. No, I, I, I listen, heavy in the morning. <laughs> it's got to be great, especially, uh, you know, having fun with each other when you guys are on the road, when you're, I assume yeah. you're all piled into a bus or something like that, yep. or a couple of them probably. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and you got to have some fun while you're while you're traveling around. We, we, we have fun and, and we're and we're friends and in real life too. We don't just play it on TV, you know. So uh, that's cool. Well, yeah. uh, so you guys were the first ones, right? You you met somebody who was riding a bike. When I first yeah. read the sentence, I thought you guys were like childhood friends, right? Because I'm like, oh, uh, who was it? Uh, Zach was riding his He's bike. riding his little tricycle <laughs> down the road. I, I was 20, you know. <laughs> but no, you were a full grown adult, and you were riding your bike, and you came across Dave, and he was playing his guitar. And and so what happened next? I mean, he was playing his guitar and he was singing and like he was like really like putting it out there like belting. Where was he the, in New Orleans? We were right. in New Orleans on the street, on his front porch. Okay, okay. On front porch. Yeah, yeah. In, in in a quiet neighborhood. And I was just like, this this guy sounds great. And I'm, you know, I'm this is cool. Like nobody's around. He's just killing it. So I, I stopped and listened and. You know, we struck up a conversation, and yeah. that—that's what led to us playing with each other and and uh, this band. That's there, like the great. greatest story ever, really. Well, it's 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 a happenstance that, but there was something behind it. You, you talk about the 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 odds you could have gone down another street and yeah. ended up in uh, the Spice Girls. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of things that like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's very cool. So, so as uh, adding members to the band or as the band grew, um, was it like was was that a, a a product of what you were composing? We need a this player, or we needed that player, or that did just people come your way and you said we can add and then expand that way? You know that that that. It, and honestly, it happened as organically as it could possibly happen. Really? It was like, Zach had, um, Zach was in a class with Rob. They who's were lab our, Who's partners. our saxophone player? It was a lot of like, we yeah. know this guy, he's good, Let, yeah. let's have him sit in, it's New Orleans, you know, and they added an exciting element to the live show. And yeah. Right. We kind of all brought our friends together and we all got along and it was like, yeah. let's let's keep let's keep this guy around, this is going well. Yeah. It sounds yeah. you know, like Dave Matthews' band, they've got an eclectic mix of instruments, with right. violin and saxophone, and I, year, mm-hmm. when the band was first starting, I had an interview, I'm like, so why'd you decide to add these? He's like, we didn't, we just... We just kind of jammed together, kinda, and it yeah. just kind of fell yeah. into place. And we're yeah. like, yeah, this is all right. Let's exactly. stick with that. You know, so yeah. sometimes it's very organic, and that's when you, a lot of times, get the best stuff, which is yeah, really I think cool. So. Nice. I think so. By the way, I want to mention this. So I'm wearing this shirt this morning, and <laughs> when I came in, Casey goes, you wore that on purpose, didn't you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's uh, it's for Brandywine Branch Distillery, and on the back, you see here, it says... Ah. Revivalist oh. gin. Wow. In case he goes, you wore that on purpose, right? And I go, no, I didn't. Why? He's like, because the revivalists are coming in today. I'm like, oh. <laughs> wow. So we have mentioned that on the air today, and the guys from the distillery showed up here, and they oh, brought, cool. they brought right. a care package of some gin for you oh, wow. to right, take I'll on the road with, with you. Right. You're, you're going to love go. it. It's top-level stuff. It's really right. good stuff. But, um, you know, being from New Orleans... I just want to mention that real quick. But being from New Orleans, I mean, that's a musical mecca. There's, It's it's a melting pot of different styles of music. You've it's got, a, it's yeah. a tasty gumbo, for sure. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what the local scene around there, is it hard to get into? Is it no, easy no, to slide right actually, in and find gigs? It's kind of easy. That, yeah. That's one of the, the That's why the they call draws. it the Big Easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. it is. That's why they call that's it the Big up. Easy. Yeah, That is, is one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a great place for a young musician to move to and, and, and start working, you know. It was actually amazing. I think um, it was it was a good place because it's not an indust- industry town. It's a it's no. an artist town, you know. So, you know, it's a good place for young artists to kind of incubate themselves a little bit and kind of stay out the spotlight, you know, kind of grow that presence and their confidence. And then if they want to, you know, get out there, they can do that. But also they can 
stay in New Orleans and be perfectly happy. I went to Jazz Fest a few years ago, and I was struck by two things. The um, the variety of music, which was phenomenal. You could go from one stage where Jimmy Buffett was playing to the Blind Boys of Alabama were on the other side. Yeah. And uh, and then the food. And you go from, like, yeah. incredible music and incredible variety and just one great smell coming from one corner to the other. Have you guys played Jazz Fest or been a part of it in the past at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've done it many times. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's great, isn't Love it? Love that festival. Yeah. That's probably... It's probably my favorite. Festival, it is hot honestly. as balls, though. Yes. Ooh, yeah. 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 Well, you know, you can always swim in the wonderfully clear water around there. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, better than Ezra's. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, they they sing yeah. the praises of of the 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 New Orleans experience, and and, and the, there there is again that, and there's an interesting distinction that you made. It's not an industry town, but it is. It's a musician's musician town. It yeah. seems to be. It and, is, and uh, and that's. Do you ever see yourselves? I mean, you know. It, will that always be, you know, the uh, home office there, or you know, I, for me, it, it is right now. It's possible yeah. that we could move. Some of us could move, I mean, but all, like all seven of us, you know, bought, we all bought houses there. in New Orleans. Yeah. We all met, we all met there. We all live there. So okay, it's, that's always going to be, I think, the home base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't it's fix home. what's not broken, right? Yeah. And, yeah. All right, so you guys are going to get a couple of songs for us, David. I want to ask you before you play the microphone to your left there. Is that for uh, a harmonica or no? A, it's actually a. Um, it's a, uh, it's like a, it's a really dark sounding mic. Okay, and I hook it up through a, a little thing here that kind of gives some a howl into it. It's a okay. howler. All right, I was curious. You, you show me the humidifier. Show, show me the effects real quick. Wow. wow. Sounds Whoa. like the cone guy in uh, London. You know, it's just. That's got some serious sustain like to it. It's got a long it's delay, got a delay on it. Yeah, he's got a delay it, there's pedal. A, there's, a, there's a reverb slash delay pedal. It's called an ethereal pedal. Okay. How All many right. effects pedals does an eight-person band yeah. <laughs> We don't actually have too many. Really? Yeah, I mean, you, you have you have a, I would say you have a moderate yeah, pedal board. I have a healthy, healthy board, healthy okay. pedal board. All right. Yeah. Well, let's put these instruments to work. Let's see what you, what are we going to hear first of all? Uh, we're going to do All My Friends. Excellent. All right. All My Friends, by the way, uh, let's mention that the new album is out. That's the song that we've been playing. Uh, it is called uh, Take Good Care by The Revivalists. And, uh, Case, you just uh, you just downloaded it. I, the, the, the day it came out, I downloaded it. it it's great. Thanks, man. Front to back. Thank it's you. Appreciate that. All right. So it is the latest. It is All My Friends, Revivalists on MMR. I can't get a hold of myself. Breaking all the Playing games with my health And my love said I've gone off the rails But I know it's okay Cause I do it so well I'm in my 20s, living reckless Attorney, I have a glass over and it's reckless It's a brand new world, I got a brand new heart and every day I get a brand new start I'm in my 20s, not in a hurry Got a bulletproof chest so you can hurt me It's a brand new world, I got a brand new heart And every day I get a brand new start i 
I'm a shaker and I'm a mover. Got a vision coming from afar. Gonna take me back to where you are. I'm in my 20s, I get restless. Got some hemp, baby, on my diamond necklace. It's a brand new world, I got that brand new heart. Every day I get a brand new star. WMMR, we have uh, Zach and David who are in our studio. Uh, their new album is called Take Good Care. That song is All My Friends. And David, when you released that, did any of your buddies come to you and say, you were talking about me, right? <laughs> uh, I'm one of your friends, yeah. and yeah. clearly you wrote that song about yeah, me, yeah, right? There, there's a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is it, though, about you, like... You want someday a song to be written about you. There was a rumor that there was a song written about a girl who lived uh, in the town that I'm from, and it was, you know, a huge success. But it was like cool that, like, hey, she might be the girl who lives on Eighth Ave. You know, like oh, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, it's like you want to have a song written about your life someday. 
I think that would be cool. Well, yeah. when you're you looking write to a get song about me, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got to be the move when you're when you you know when you're a young musician starting out and you want to get laid. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, by the way, that's about you. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, so let me ask you what might be a really personal song in the new record, which is called "Hate to Love You," and and it's a beautiful song. I love it, um, but it, it it seems like it's a painful song, and and it talks about somebody that. You love, but you hate to love that person. And I, mm. is there, a, can you share the story behind it? Um, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's just at the time, you know, that was just exactly how I was feeling. You know, I was just caught between what I probably should do and the way that I felt inside, you know, so it might. Without divulging too much information, honestly, like. It was a past relationship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, is that know. person Kathy? <laughs> it's actually, it's actually Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> Kathy, I feel you, man. I have that same yearning. It's an interesting question because, like you said, that's how you felt at the time. You wrote this song; it had an emotional connection to you. You use this as a, as an out, you know, a um, a release maybe uh, to to get those emotions out and translate them into something creative and constructive and cool. Yes. Time goes on; your feelings have changed. Maybe you feel completely different than you did at the time when you wrote that. You yeah. can, can you still sing it with the same passion yeah, and intensity? Yeah, I think the thing about it is melody and music has the ability to, it's one of the only things I feel like in smell, has the ability to bring you right back to that it place. Does. Okay, it, well then speaking does. of which, which came first, the melody or the lyrics? They or did they the come at the same time? time? Did came they at really? the same time. How about that? that? A so, lot of times they come at the same time. A lot of times it'll just be a melody or sometimes it'll just be the words. But that particular one came... It's one of those that it's, just kind of... I yep. think it's interesting, you know, uh, artists and, and their different approaches to, you know, putting out uh, their music. Like Tool, for instance, the music comes first, you know? So and the, it only takes like, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't they, like, take acid and jam all day? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure. But from what I had heard... It's like fun. Is, um, is, is that the band would, would compile an album, then hand it to Maynard, and... Yeah, the rhythm and, section puts everything together okay. first and then goes, here's the music write some lyrics and, and melodies to it. So, yeah. But, but we, we do that sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would I think it's a, it's a very cool thing, and we've, we've talked about it before with other artists, is that you, you create something that will then become, uh, in a moment in time, a song someone goes to when they encounter something in their lives. Yeah. And, and in a way, that is an, an incredible gift to know that you are, are sort of passively unleashing this thing that will then someone's going to go to that uh, I, I need to listen to these guys because they they understand what i'm saying does that ever just occur to you during the process i mean i i don't know if it's the the saying the onus is on you to do that but it's it's a cool thing i think to have that ability to provide that for people yeah i think well so i don't think it never really occurred to me before before yeah i think now that now that we get these emails and these yeah. messages of people saying these things, you know, I never got any of that before. Before it was just like a, a, a jot down in my notebook or, yeah. Yeah. or at a bar. Go, hey, man, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you miss that, though? A little bit? I mean, we you still have guys going, hey, man. <laughs> I kind of did that when you guys first came in here this morning. But I do. Like, I, I really appreciate your sound. And, and, I, and I love all types of music. And, and you guys have a particular... Uh, sound that uh, just for some reason totally vibes with me, and and I love it, and I appreciate what you guys do. Thank I wanted you, to man. ask you, as as a, a collaborative effort, how hard that is sometimes when you guys are producing a piece of art. Um, if perhaps 
you don't like or or you don't think a, a particular sound jives with that song. Did, how well, hard is that? You have eight, you have eight people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's challenging, and, and yeah. you know, it's it's a uniquely collaborative art. You know, being in a band like like we are, being in a democratic band, which is why we place a lot of power on the producer a lot of the time. It's kind of like our democratic kind of get the final vote. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times dictator kind of thing, and and also it's about valuing being a team player as well. I think, and it, yeah. It's you know and trusting, yeah. Trusting, that's very cool yeah. because I, I, and that's a smart move to sort of so you have your vision but you see the ultimate um, yeah. decision yeah, to the producer. Yeah, we all avenues a lot of times. Sometimes right. we come back to the original thought, and then sometimes we've found ourselves completely out in left field, which is okay too. I think with anything that's on any level of art or you know, so say someone's editing a movie, uh, you can you can tinker and digger with something and, and, and drive yourself into a, a you tinker know, a tinker with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who produced this album, by the way? So couple, the, the, we, we had three producers on this one, for, which was uh, the first time we've we've worked with all three of these guys. We have Dave Cobb, did about half the record. He's a really great producer out of Nashville we worked with. And then we had um, Andrew Dawson, who works with uh, Kanye West and um, Fun, he's known for. And then Dave Bassett, who uh, L. King and Vance Joy. Okay, I, I had watched the documentary. The uh, the Avid Brothers put out a documentary yeah. on their on their last album, and Rick Rubin produced that one, which mm -hmm. was a, sort of a departure for them. But it was interesting to me to see the um, the collaboration between and the trust. You had talked about the trust that that a band uh, that the artists have in the producer that they're they are making the right decisions for you guys. Yeah, I think it really depends on also like the you know the producer as well. It's like kind of like I feel like I don't really know exactly the style of Rick Rubin, but I'm pretty sure you know he's he's not like the guy you know doing the stuff in Pro, Pro Tools. You no, know, no, he's no. Listening to the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going no, no, no. That's got to go. More of that. Bring that up. Mm -hmm. Completely. Just take that. You know. Take that. Get that out of my. Get that out. Yeah, of get here, that out of my know? face. Get that so, out yeah, of my it beard. Does, it does. It does take a. It does. You, you have to trust him. But then there's also the guy who's like you know at the computer. He's at the desk. He's mm -hmm. like building the things. He's oftentimes playing, you know. is the producer. It just yeah, exactly. a, a producer can bring a wide range of talents. Yeah. Do you like when a producer is a musician as well? I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it just because you trust them a little more. I feel like just because we, I'm always impressed when a producer can sit down at a, at a keyboard, yeah. and bang out the melody a little bit and work with yeah. the artist. Yeah. I you like know, that. I think it adds to, and and he'll probably or she will bring an idea to the table that maybe you guys hadn't thought of. Yeah, a lot of times you can kind of, yeah, absolutely. And who's your 100%. producer? Since we're talking about producers here. What's well, up? The, the three they the three the three we mentioned, but also in the okay. past, the previous two albums we had Ben Elman, who is a, a saxophone player in a New Orleans band called Galactic, and he really understands that sort of band dynamic, being right. a band member. Yeah, and yeah. he he uh, he really kind of let us sort of like be us in a, yeah. in a really nice way. And Galactic, that's, cool. that's a big sound as well. Yeah, Galactic. Yeah. If um, you want to see a cool, there's a great documentary called the uh, the Wrecking Crew about the. Uh, the I've the, seen it. Oh yeah. my god! All those studio musicians yeah. in L.A. When they describe it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because you, you guys with a big, a big sound, a bigger sound, and a lot of uh, musicians in it. Mm -hmm. Those guys were the creme de la creme. Yeah, yeah. and the, in the, in the California and the LA scene, there's there's a couple good. Uh, have you have if you've never seen Standing in the Shadows of Motown? Yeah. It's a wonderful documentary. Yes. It's great about the uh, the the Motown Detroit uh, session musicians that played on all of those Motown hits. They were called known as the Funk Brothers. Yeah, 
Um, there, it's incredible. And some one one of the guys like plays piano in like a Holiday Inn in, in Detroit. Now it's uh, it's unfortunate that that you know it was all work for hire. Yes, yeah, so unsung they, they heroes. Don't, they don't have yeah. royalties on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they just got money for the job, and that yeah. was it. And then there's the Muscle Muscle Shoals one is really great, focusing yeah. on the Swampers at, in uh, in Alabama. And so there's I love all those. All it's those great. Something about yeah. a, a, a rock and roll or a music documentary is just mm-hmm. so compelling. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're all fans of it, and I, I love to see how it's created. I'm going to ask yeah. you guys a question that you guys probably don't even know the answer to. But you take okay. like take like a three minute song that you guys have on your album. How many hours do you think it goes into creating that three three and a half minute song? It's a wide range. Yeah. Some, well, um, yeah, it, it it could be. I mean, you're talking about like the creation of the song and then to recording the song and getting yeah. it out. Hmm. It could be anywhere from from a half hour to to like a total of like forty days. Wow. You know? yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of depends. Some yeah. just come more natural. Okay. Yeah. Well, we yeah. want to get a, another song from you. What do you guys want to play? Uh, we're gonna do "Wish I Knew You." Of course, that's uh, the song we we were introduced to you uh, sure. playing here on MMR. How long did that song go from beginning to end? For that was finally um, finished. Well, why don't you speak to the writing quickie? of it, David, and then I could speak to you know. Yeah. It was it was a tune where the the chorus and the verse the first cor- for, the first verse and the chorus came like all at once probably in about I'd say about an hour uh, hour or two and then we took it into the studio and how long did that take <laughs> I mean it took it took a while I mean yeah. we, we grooved on it for a long time and we did a lot of takes of it and then yeah. I I mean my my memory is also of just shedding it in, in the in sound space. checks and in practice yeah. spaces for a, a long time yeah. Um, yeah. th- that's also one of the advantages, I think, of having a band where everybody's invested in it is that you could you could spend, you know, you could spend three hours with each other and not have to worry about wasting money just figuring out a, a beat or a bass part or something. Right, know, and, right. And everyone's kind of figuring out their thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really yeah. get, really getting it That's tight. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a cool, that's, a, it, the, you know, the, the music industry has been changing, obviously, and, and then people doing things on their phone, producing things, but this is a real... Yeah. Yeah. This is a really funny. You know? It's funny. I actually, I was, um, I was sitting on the porch and I had a a, a Garage Band beat up. So I was just jamming to a Garage Band beat. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know, just as like something to kind of keep time. Like a and yeah. Just, yeah, a little, but it's a, a little better than a metronome. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. to have a little more fun. That's well, cool. Well, let's get it. We got Zach and David, revivalists, and here they are to play for you on MMR. Wish I knew you.
Revival is on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, it's everything that rocks. That sounded phenomenal, man. Yeah. yeah Especially mm-hmm. this time in the morning. I get so mad, though, because, like, I just want to be able to do that. Right. And I can. <laughs> right. You know? And, like, don't tell me if I practice. That'll be it. Because, like, there are just some people out there who can't. Right? So not all men are created equal. You know what, though? And uh, I am less than. You can dance. Yeah. yeah I can, can dance. dance. I can't right. dance. Yeah. yeah. I can't dance. No? No, not all really. Right. You know what? Neither can Mariah My Carey. My girlfriend makes fun of me all the time. She's like, bro, you got to get some new moves. So if you would like oh a God. dancer for the performance, Casey's available. Please, okay. do, please don't take dance lessons because that's going to mess with your whole That's going to mess with your whole thing. If you're going out there just like doing spins and stuff. Yeah, oh, it's and, terrible. Yeah. You don't need like that. Mick Jagger yeah. took dance lessons. It's like, dude, just, just, <laughs> do, just, just do your chicken. Just do your, little chicken. do your little rooster thing, man. That was working fine. Don't be throwing out these flamenco moves yeah, and stuff, yeah. man. That ain't you. Uh, man, that Play ain't your you. strengths. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you guys are just kind of out uh, promoting the album right now. Um, yeah. The, we, got, the we, tour, we do have a tour coming up, as you mentioned, in January. We'll be at the Met. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man. And Philly in January is a great time of year to oh, be here. Oh, you're going to love it. I just love it. So leave well, the warmth of New Orleans. <laughs> we've been coming to this town for like 11 years, okay, uh, by the way. So you know, the first, one of our first shows. The first, yeah, yeah we, we used to book our own tours, and uh, we played. We played. Uh, we opened up for a bluegrass open mic at uh, Fergie's Pub. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with that place. Fergie's that was Fergie's our first Pub. time playing in, in Philly. Yeah. So and the Mets an upgrade. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at you now. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're so glad you guys could come by today, and, and we love this relationship that we're building with uh, you guys in the radio station. It's a yeah. serious relationship. We're, we're, <laughs> we're committed. That's Thank you. Right. Write a song That's about it. Right, yeah. <laughs> got you. I got you. Write one about Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. All right. Thank you, David and Zach. From yeah. the yeah. Thank you. Thank you. New album, just to remind you, is out, and it is called Take Good Care. You will want to get that. We're going to take a quick break. We will be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. 
sponsored by PA Career Link Chester County. Match your skills and apply to the thousands of job listings at pacareerlinkchesco.org. Slutty stuff in the B files. All right, uh, here we go. We're going to start with this. Oh my God. In the midst of a public health emergency in Washington State, in an area with a higher than average percentage of vaccine exemptions, vaccine exemptions, people who decide not to vaccinate their children. Yep. One anti-vax mom has looked for advice on how to protect her three-year-old from the measles outbreak in the area. Hmm. How about a vaccination? I wonder. Yeah. She said, my three-year-old is not vaccinated and there is currently a measles outbreak in my state. Any suggestions for precautions I can take to protect her would be very much appreciated. Uh, You can't see the irony of that? Yeah, as the article points out, if only there were a tried and tested method with which to protect people from infectious disease. Uh, Needless to say, the mom certainly got a response as the post was widely shared and some of the suggestions were hilarious and a little dark at times. Did somebody come up with a viable alternative? No. Yeah. Ice cream? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. just try ice cream. (laughs) You never know. Maybe we've been overlooking something this entire time. Hey, I've never had measles, and I eat a ton of ice cream. There you go. There's an example. Hey, do we just change this, right? Yep. Yep. Call me. (laughs) Uh, Here's a follow-up story. A Florida man has been sentenced to a year in jail after jumping in a crocodile exhibit at the St. Augustine Alligator Farm Zoological Park last November. I told you guys this story a while back. Yeah. Florida man. Florida man. Brandon Keith Hatfield pleaded no contest to charges that included trespassing and criminal mischief, and he caused more than $5,000 in damages at the zoo when he broke in and jumped into the crocodile pond. Uh, They found a rubber shoe, and they found uh, a pair of shorts. These were floating in the pool. They found blood. Yeah. And uh, when they asked around, they found out that someone did indeed go to the hospital with bite marks. When asked if he had been there, he said, no, sir, I wasn't. Uh, he had several bites on his foot. I got bitted by an alligator. Uh, so he was officially uh, arrested and sentenced to a year in jail after that. Uh, this is weird. Key fobs that suddenly won't unlock vehicles, cars that won't start, alarms that go off for no reason and can't be quieted. Something mysterious is thwarting drivers outside a grocery store in the very small Alberta town of Carstairs. And it's sparking all kinds of theories. The problems have been happening for weeks in the parking lot outside of the Westview Co-op grocery store. A longtime employee at the dollar store right across the street said that she hears it from some folks. And it's all they talk about when they come into her store to buy a battery for their fobs. And then discovery, they, they discover that that is, uh, doesn't solve the problem. So the cooperative association says it is taking the matter very seriously. Electricians... Uh, Road to the rescue, but the mystery endured. They said we had shut down the power source in our store this past Monday night to determine that the source of the interference isn't emanating from our location. The location is unknown, so we're just waiting for follow-up from the ministry. And they can't nail it down. They have no idea what's happening. They're working with a team to try and figure out what's going on, including a federal government agency. So it's this bizarre Spot where all everything kind of goes electronically Uh, haywire. Isn't that weird? I'm a little scared. Yeah, don't be scared. Hey, uh, or you could be as scared of this. Sex robot owners are swapping used parts and selling bruised and battered dolls on a creepy online forum. Yeah, this is kind of disgusting. 
Uh, the bot bonkers flog their secondhand dolls to each other, sometimes for thousands of dollars apiece. The Doll Forum is the go-to destination for owners of so-called sex dolls, acting as a safe haven for Chad about the best models and sharing explicit photos and videos. What's the best vagina out there? Uh, but it's also turned into a digital swap shop for buyers on a budget. Listen, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Fine. But these guys are swapping these used parts for the... I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, it's like, uh, Nick, your friend that wanted to go uh, have she's on a flashlight. <laughs> that guy's like, going to run for Congress someday. <laughs> I mean, that's not something you share. <laughs> you want to go handsy? Yeah, I'll tell you what, you get it this weekend. <laughs> Sex dolls and electronic sex robots can often be prohibitively expensive with top models costing of upwards of $15,000. In many ways, it's actually cheaper to have a living human who can talk to you and engage in conversation and express love. However, doll forum users can pick up used models for just a few hundred bucks. And one user posted that he was trying to sell a doll for $250 and cited the condition as poor. Look at some of it. We're looking at some of these things sans their latex skin. Yeah. Unpleasant. Uh, the owner listed the item as used and said she is a mess of damages, which is why she's cheap. So they're selling the ones. <laughs> so they're actually shiny sex dolls. Has just banged the living hell out of it. Yeah, really. No, 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 not them. These are, uh, you know, uh, really thickly made and I'll just beat the piss out of it. All right, I've been given the wrap up. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to wrap it up there. But Sex Robot's a good spot to end on. I think so. There you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. We'll return in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app. Your smart speaker. And now at Radio.com. Our next uh, coolest teacher is uh, St. Hubert's in Philly. Now, I was going to use that to key off of another subject because their, their mascot are is the Bambies. Yeah. The Bambies. Uh, and then we had one the other day that was the calculators. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actual school mascot. Yeah. And, the, and what was it? Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Yeah. Was another. Was it Mickey or Minnie? It was, was Mickey. Okay. It was, was a girl's school, school and the mascot was Mickey Mouse. Do you yeah. have to uh, do you have to sign off? Do you have to get permission they to use they did yeah. from what i remember from disney uh yeah okay uh, but I was curious about other mascots that uh, because I I never would have guessed the Bambies because it's usually used the phrase home of the fighting tigers dot, 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 home of the fighting whatever yeah. it is I went to uh, for an event to Reading High School. And, uh, by the way, that school looks like a prison, man. It looks like Shawshank. Home of the Fighting Convicts. Prison. No, but... My the, friend is the superintendent out there. Oh, my God. Does I, it, it look like it a is prison? this gigantic, imposing-looking thing up on a hill, and it looks like you're going to be locked up for life if you go in there. It was, it was cool-looking, but it just doesn't look like a high school. Hey, it's one fine month for prom. Uh, but, anyhow, I think their mascot is, it's like the, the Crimson Knights. Okay. It's like something really That's badass, cool. and inside the the gym was a full suit of armor that was painted, and it's up. So it's very austere. It's sitting up like you know twenty feet in the air, and I'm like, "That's yeah." I'm like, "That's pretty badass," uh, but I didn't know of any other interesting, lame, or strange <laughs> school mascots that we have in our area. Ours was pretty good. We were in high school. We were the Falcons, and then Falcons is that's a good mascot. College was the Golden Rams. All right, we were the we were the Colts in high school, which is neat. Like okay. We were like, the Grundles. The Grundles, <laughs> home of the Fighting Grundles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we were the Pioneers. Kind of still the Pioneers, which is all right. I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. Um, Lower Marion is the Aces, and I never quite got that. As in flying aces, or I, guess, the I don't card, know. or but I think the symbol that they 
they use is like the ace, like a card. Okay. Uh, and Lower Marion is a, was a Central League team, so we played them twice a year. The, the classic college odd one is, I think, the one that the, the students got to vote for, which is University of California at Santa Clara, I think. Um, anyway, it's the banana slugs. Yeah. And they got to pick <laughs> that mascot, and that, that was the one that they went with. Oh, wait. Did, uh, were they just being goofy? I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah, it was a bunch of stone kids in the 90s. But aces, it, um, as far as cards are concerned, there's no symbol. It's just an A. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. As huh. as opposed to, you know, a diamond or, or a club the, or they're usually a suit. Aren't they yeah. usually they follow in in kind to to professional team? I mean, you know, actually my my high school team I think was the Rams. Okay. Uh, the, you know, there was the the, 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 the mascot. But uh, is that usually? Don't you actually go after pre existing? It used to be. I mean, I, I don't. Is there an NFL team called the Calculators? No, not okay. that I don't. No, but yeah. Okay. But wait a minute. You went to uh, community college. Uh, n- n- my high school. I'm talking about. No, no. But did you go to yeah, a New York college? Institute of Technology? Yeah. So, do community colleges have a mascot? I don't think we were community right? school. We had a, a gerbil on a string. Oh, they <laughs> have sports teams, right? I don't no. know community colleges. I don't. We know. did. No. We did have sports. Right next door was CW Post, which is like a real school. So, do you remember what your no your mascot idea. might have I been? Have no idea. Okay, and what was it again? Uh, the school, the New York Institute of Technology. Nick, can you look up New York Institute yeah. of Technology and see what their? Uh... And it was the. Um, sorry, I, to just to clarify, it was the UC Santa Cruz is the banana slugs. Okay, okay. all right. Um, I think we were the rash. The rash. Yeah, the, Ooh, the painful. The rectal itch. I like that. The blisters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I will go to Eric on uh, the phones. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Hi. Eric. All right. So, what school? Uh, so, Casey might know this since we're bitter, vicious rivals. But uh, I went to Monsignor Bonner in uh, Upper Darby, and we were the Friars. Yeah. Oh, friars. Yeah. Friars. We're... Like monks with the shaved top. Oh. Like Friar I... Tuck. Yeah. yeah. Wearing robes. Okay, Why, and that was your and, and so your mascot was was a friar, was I mean, a guy in a, in a, a priest. That's what the Padres are, the San Diego Padres. They use a friar, a monk as as their oh, mascot. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve, New York Institute of Technology was the Bears. The Bears. Uh, proud, proud. <laughs> so proud. Casey, what about Cardinal O'Hara? Lions. The Lions. That's good. Okay. The Rabbis. Lions. <laughs> Would that not be <laughs> awesome? Be weird. <laughs> With the uh, the curls and the yeah, whole thing. That'd yeah. Be awesome. Thanks you, everyone, for coming to the football game. Uh, I will go to Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Hi. 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 What's up, Heather? Uh, um, my high school was Archbishop Ryan, and ours was the Ragdolls. The Ragdolls? Yes. Like, like, uh... Like Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann and Andy? Really? Yeah. yeah. That So, what came out on the field? Was it a large Raggedy Ann? <laughs> No, we just had um, Raggedy Ann on all of our uh, uniforms and stuff. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That is lame. It's like the Berenstain Bears. Well, I mean, like a rag doll in sports, they're getting tossed around like a bunch of rag dolls. Yes. (laughs) It's as benign as you can get. The the Teletubbies. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's the wussies. The Raiders. The Raiders against the Ragdolls. Who, yep. what, who would you bet on? Wait, so you had <laughs> you had two different mascots? Yeah, yeah, because it used to be um, one side of the school used to be boys and the other side used to be girls, and then they combined it. 
How condescending that the girl's yeah. side is the rag doll. Yeah. yeah. That's the like, tampons. Yeah. The housewives. The tampons versus yeah. the, the locomotives. <laughs> the housewives. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, it's... The fine little gals. It looks like Delaware County Community College does have a mascot, technically, uh, the Storm. See, the storm is even so. You're dealing. You're dealing with something that's even okay. So it's not like a like a bird of prey or a, a you know a predatory mm-hmm. animal. Right. But the storm, the, the lightning. Oh well, yeah, yeah. The, uh, St. John's uh, in New York. They used to be the Red Men. The I Red think, Men, and then they became the Red Storm because Red Men was a little too um, derogatory. Derogatory. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kathy the pension fa- plan. <laughs> Kathy the found one plan <laughs> that's unofficial, and this is phenomenal. I'd never heard of this until now, but. Um, Kath, do you want to say which what it is? Who's Scrody? Yeah. Scrody the Scrotum. Rhode Island School of Design. It's an unofficial mascot named okay. Scrody. Okay. Uh, if it's not unofficial, it doesn't count. But it's legit the mascot at this school. We'll come out at the game. Scrody a Scrotum. Well, no, they do. They have a they be, they have a costume. That All right. Is basically that. Oh I my also, God. Actually, I'm a fan of that now. I like that. I don't know how that's possible, but. Because yeah. it's unofficial. Yeah. yeah. I found that uh, the devil as a mascot is is kind of weird, right? Okay, it's, like, it's in, so with like the, the, the ultimate in Jersey? evil, right? Well, I mean, you have a blue devil, yeah, like blue the devils as well, yeah, yeah, and and it's New Jersey devils, but their mascot's not a a demon, like it's, a, it's a, a rabbi. No, no, it's an actual, it's it's the devil, devil, it's, it's Satan. Yeah, your mascot is Satan. Yes, see, but you can get away with that. You couldn't be, you couldn't be the Jersey Antichrists, or yeah, but you are. You but, also couldn't be the New Jersey gods, right? Could you, or could you? dare we? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> the apostles, do not the know. fighting apostles. Well, there's other ones, just like the saints. You know, yes, okay. that's all. That's so, all. Okay, that's in, in the same the realm. Yeah, the angels in uh, university, the Scientologists, University of St. Louis. <laughs> Their their mascot is uh, the Billikens, uh, a Billiken, and I think a Billiken is it's the the mascot itself is this kind of like impish looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> something, <laughs> something, something that would make a sound like that. Uh, uh, yeah, here you go. Here's a look at him. It's like a little demon, and it's a little demon, like an imp. Yeah, and I also like the Chicago Cubs. He's like, yeah, you're you're a little baby bear. Right, you're adorable. Well, the they, football team is the bears. The baseball team, baby bear. Yeah, the Los Angeles Chinchillas. <laughs> Steve, Yeshiva College in New York State. The mascot is the rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> well, that stands to reason, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Let me go to uh, Diane. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Good. What's up, Diane? Um, false, actually yummy. First of all, of course. Oh, thank you. you. Of course, you taking the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Ball sacks are um, yummy. <laughs> I went to the Philadelphia High School for Girls or Girls High in Philly, and our mascot was actually a tree, the tree of knowledge. Oh, the Chell ah. Silverstein, right? That's no, the no, that's tree. the giving tree. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the tree of knowledge. Let's go yes. trees. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Okay. Yeah. Fight trees, fight. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the trees in uh, the two towers. Well, yeah, they can move. They're alive. Pretty badass trees, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will go next to Kristen. Hey, Kristen, good morning. I put dildos in my mouth. Oh, (laughs) yay! A Kathy line. (laughs) Ah, beautiful. The new one. All right, Kristen, what do you want to tell us? Okay, we we were the witches in Brewer, Maine. Um, It's not local, but we were the witches. I like that. The witches. How about the coven? 
Wow. <laughs> the fighting cousin. See, and I like things that are singular like yeah. that. I think that's cool. An entity. The storm. Uh, you the know, like, squirts. Like the, the, the crimson. The squirts. <laughs> the crimson tide, you know yeah. I mean? I, I I love that. So the squirts. The squirters. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the witches. Yeah. And what was your mascot? Um, that was it. David Hasselhoff. But I mean, but it was in a stereotypical witch on a broom, that type of thing? Yes. Okay. And um, everything was black and orange. I love. Oh, that's a Halloween. That's yeah. perfect. I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm totally down with that, uh, Kristen. I think that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that ties right in. I assume this is a public school? Yes. Okay. All public school. All right. Yeah. Thanks, who, Kristen. Who actually makes the, d- the decision on mascots what is what is the protocol i mean the school has to approve it but right. you know sometimes the students the get students, a vote okay well there's got to be a board i guess that's how they ended up with the scrotum that would vote on that right yeah yeah how did the washington wizards change their name from the bullets because the it, bullets were deemed to be too violent yep. yeah uh, but mostly what it comes down to is uh, they could sell a lot more jerseys when it came to the wizards and so it was a money-making thing too i know lehigh changed their name a few years ago it used to be uh the lehigh engineers and i guess that that sort of conjured up Something that was a little too nerdy, so now yeah. they're the uh, the Mountain Hawks. Uh, or the, too specific, <laughs> or too specific. Yeah, I just thought engineers was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm fighting engineers. They, yeah, um, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, what is it? Was it? It's the Acme Packers. What was that? Just people the fudge. Okay. No, no, no. Um, uh, food packing, uh, the meat packing industry. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that's that exactly what the fudge packers. Absolutely. Same thing. It's similar to the Steelers. Yeah. There's a steel working, a steel worker. Oh, so. it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, let me go to uh, Justin. Hey, Justin, good morning. Hey, hey, What's up, bud? Hey, what's going on? Uh, where were you? We Can love you. you. Yeah, yeah, we love you. Thanks for calling. What, so we went, uh, I went to high school in Whitehall, Pennsylvania, and our mascot was a Zephyr. If okay. you don't know what a Zephyr is, it's just a cool breeze. Hmm. I always thought a Zephyr was an aircraft. Nope. <laughs> what? What's that, too? I mean, there might yeah. be multiple meanings to it, but... Yeah. No. It's cool breeze, Our man. mascot was a gust of wind, and then when we went to A games, gust of wind? You know, Your mascot was a gust of wind? So was a queef. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the queefs are the taking queef. the field. Oh. Yeah. Here comes... And that can be Queef will, queef will rock you. Right, Kat? Oh, my God. (laughs) Right, Kat? She's handing me the things to say. (laughs) Queefy, you're a good team playing real good. The thundering queefs. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Let me go to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, buddy? I just wanted to say bitch. Oh, it's, we love saying bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh Billy. <laughs> I still think South Carolina Gamecocks is one of the funniest names. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's hey. a, a name easily derided. Well, it is not. It, it's not considered naughty to say go Cox. No, uh, it's in, not. In, uh, in South Carolina. And, and Gamecocks, the, the fans are hardcore. Uh, yeah, for their team. Hard. The cocks are hardcore. Yeah, the cocks are hardcore. Absolutely. <laughs> go cocks, go. Uh, let me go to next to Joe. Uh, Joe, good morning. Hey, guys. You guys rock. Thanks, man. Woo! All right, so what school? Uh, Manhattan College. Manhattan, Manhattan College. College. All right, so what was the mascot of Manhattan College? We were the Jaspers. The Jaspers. 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 <laughs> um, What's the Jasper? What is the derivation? What, what is yeah? What is your little Jasper? You're a little snickerdoodle. Like a scamp. Well, the original yeah, story is kind of lame, but 
Um, some of my fellow students came up with a pretty great acronym. Um, so the school's located in Riverdale, yeah. so they came up with just another student puking everywhere in Riverdale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, Jaspers. Nick, can you find out what, indeed, a Jasper would be? It comes from the brother Jasper of Mary, uh, who was a memorial figure at the college. He was the head of the resident students, so it was named okay. after a person. Oh, okay. um, all right. And there were Jaspers and Lady Jaspers? Yes. The yeah. fighting lady the, uh, it's for your, it's a, a shaver. Yeah. I use the Lady Jasper <laughs> on my very private uh, areas. Are there any foods? That's a great name. Lady Jasper. <laughs> lady Jasper. There's the skull shaver and then the lady shaver. Yeah. Wow. The lady Jasper. Lady skull. Smooth the Jasper shaver. Yeah. Are there any foods that are mascots? Somebody, uh, uh, I forgot what school days, but it's, they're the pickles. See, I like that. What I about like the, the chocolate chip cookies? Well, the Syracuse orange. Orange men. Is that from the fruit or the color? I could use a cucumber. Well, like cucumbers. I mean, the mascot is a giant orange with legs yeah, and eyes. You and you can eat that. Uh, I will go next. Wait, you have the pickles? God, wouldn't it be great if there was a, a women's college called the Donuts and you could have <laughs> yeah. some donuts? And, and They're really going at it. Yeah. North Carolina School of Arts. It seems to be the art schools that have yeah. these bizarre mascots. They're the pickles. All right, here's, an, here's a creative and performing arts school. I have Kim on the line. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Kim. All right, so did you go to this school? I did. All right, and it was the creative and performance arts school? Yes, yeah, it also goes by Kappa. Kappa. Okay, and what was your, your mascot? Uh, the Pegasus. Pegasus is a great mascot. Yeah. The winged horse. Yeah, I like of that. Course, but we, we didn't have any real sports teams. We had softball, swimming, and uh, cross country. Those are still teams. Yeah. Yes, those are teams. Yeah. yeah. We I, had no actual mascot either that went to any of the games. It was We were just called the Pegasus. You guys couldn't okay. capture a flying horse? No, we couldn't. We you tried. need to see Clash of the Titans. They did a lickety split. By the way, students that could draw them real good. Yeah, there you go. By the way, Casey, the 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 person in the suit, mm -hmm. in the mascot suit, you would have been. I thought you would. I was. You were the mascot. I was for a Cardinal O'Hara. He was a Jasper. Yeah. I was a lion. Really? I was. For how yeah. long? Um, just your senior year. That's, That's it. Yeah. Only a senior could do yeah, it. Yeah. So me and Keith Campbell were the the mascots. Was it fun? No. <laughs> they, did they let you have a little bit of license to to have some fun in it, or were they? No, were you I mean, you're, you're in a Catholic school, so you know you sort of have to be on your best behavior, right? I didn't necessarily care for it. I thought I'd be into it, and right. then you know I, I did a couple of games. And we're forgetting oh, okay. a, a fun one. Which uh, state? Which state is the Shockers? We oh, mentioned that Shockers. from time yeah. Students will uh, throw up the Shocker at uh, basketball games, and uh, they've actually gotten pretty good over the last few years. Okay. Uh, the loose knuckle. I'm going to go next. <laughs> the ninja boots. I'll go next to Darren. Hey, Darren, good morning. I like turtles. Yes. What's up, Darren? Hey, so Williamsport, Pennsylvania, we were the the millionaires. Yeah. The millionaires. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. And so what did your mascot look like? So tuxedo, top hat, cane. Uh, wow. The name came from back in the back in the day, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, was the logging capital of the country at one point. They used to uh, knock the trees down, float them down to Susquehanna to the mills, and a uh, bunch of the uh, mill owners, I guess, built these mansions. Okay, okay so that's where the millionaires come from. After, after the bottom fell out on the industry, they became the destitutes. Right. Well, yeah. that's, that's about the way the town is right now. So. Okay, wow. yeah. All right, thanks, Darren. Yeah, so I guess it would be kind of like a Daddy Warbucks type of uh, mm -hmm. character. The, the Chapter 11s. The millionaires. Yeah. Mm. 
it, it was almost like a uh, it, that's that's almost for like a like a glee club or something. Yeah. Yeah. You also, I mean, at this point, you better all be pretty well off because if you know, yeah, if, 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 if you show down. up in a '78 Datsun, <laughs> yeah. I'll go next to Colleen. Hey, Colleen, we're talking about mascots. How you doing? Hi, guys. All I did was get out of the shower. Yes, of course. We all do. All right, what's my, up? My husband went to West Catholic High School, and his mascot was the Burrs. As in? Like the, go ahead. Like an Aaron Burr? Uh, the, like the birds that stick to you, like oh. the grass and prick you on the Raymond bird. Okay. Yeah, no, if you go walk into the woods, you come out with these little sticky things. Burrs, on yeah, you. Yeah. Those, those things are called? Yeah, those are called burrs. Oh, man. You know that? Okay. Yeah, no, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, they're tough to get off. So the burrs, I, I that's, uh, no, <laughs> no, no. The grass clippings. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The way the uh, uh, ragweed. Yeah, the ragweeds. Yeah. The like pollens. Uh, let's go next to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, bud. At work. It's all right. It's all right, ma'am. What school are you referring here? Uh, Southern Illinois University. Okay. I went there. Uh, I was there a couple semesters before I even knew what it was. It's a Saluki. A it was uh, an, an Egyptian fighting dog. A Saluki. I thought that was yeah. uh, Balky's cousin. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was at a party, and the guy who managed the mascot actually had two of them in his backyard. Okay. An Egyptian fighting dog. You know, some, yeah. of, some of the great, I think, cool, iconic Thanks. mascot material would come out of mythology, like the Minotaurs or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Ooh, that's a good one. Right? I like the Minotaurs. Yeah, in fact, you could take almost any character from, like, you know, Gods of War. Yes. And pull them out. Absolutely. And, and make them a great badass mascot of I mean, some sort. You do want them to be a bad, if you're a, a, a more competitive school. So we're looking at the Salukis, and it kind of looks like adorable little doggy. I don't know, dude. Look at the teeth on that thing. Yeah. It looks pretty, pretty, pretty rabid. Fierce. But he's um, got big, fluffy ears, Preston. I'm yeah. going to go next to Mike. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Mike. Hi, you, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? All right. Thank you. Oh, uh, Abington High, the galloping ghost. Yeah, man. And he said that their mascot looks like a Klansman. It does. <laughs> really? It does. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, my grandfather's in the Galloping Ghosts uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, really? Yeah. So He's the uh, the, the head dragon. <laughs> yes. He was the grand <laughs> wizard. <laughs> of the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, boy, we're you know, just ghosts. Really? Ghosts with pointed hats like that? No, it, it does I mean, a, it, we're looking at a picture. A it doesn't have a pointing hat. It's just a poorly drawn ghost. Like, But it's a stereotypical, you know... Uh, uh, the 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 sheet with the eye holes and, and it's that pretty thing. terrible. So, the horse is drawn poorly as well. I don't mind the idea of the galloping ghost. That's kind of a that's kind of an interesting name. Uh, let me go to. I have uh, Bill H. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Monkey pick ass. Yeah. Yes. Uh, often. What's up, buddy? So uh, I was watching Dirty Jobs and I saw this thing called a geo duck. Well, Evergreen State College has a mascot called Speedy the Geoduck. I what is a Geoduck? I know what those things are, Steve. They come out of like a clamshell, but they're huge and they, they look like a penis, don't they? Oh, yes. Look, yeah, it looks like a clam with a giant penis. Yeah. And that is their official, that's their their mascot? Geoducks? Yeah, apparently. Okay. So if you if you thought you talked you brought up a very good point earlier, Preston, about, oh, about marketability of a mascot. Maybe the Geoducks get you some 
some leverage in, in merch because it's sort of kitschy. Yeah, you want know. something that people will respond well to. Yeah. I mean, this is a college that began in 1967, so... Yeah, there you go. You know, it's not really based in uh, long history. Right, but it's geodots. Right. <laughs> it's also in Olympia, Washington, I'm reading. Yeah. Where is that? Is that coastal at all? Uh, well, I don't know. It's not oh. that close to the to the shore. I guess they probably have a few geoducks sitting around. I'll go next to Bryn. Hi, Bryn. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, Bryn. So what school is it that uh, you want to tell us about? Hatboro Horsham High School. We are the Hatters. It used to be the Mad Hatters. Okay. Uh, but they took that away because it was the Alice in Wonderland. Oh. Uh, mercury poisoning sure. thing. Yeah. So uh, they had an issue? What's that? They had an issue with it being from Alice in Wonderland? Uh, well, hatters, mad hatters had to do with, the, like, the poisoning that you would get when they used to make hats back in the day. Okay, yeah, all right. They got all weirded out, but now we're just top hats with legs on the field. It's very strange. Okay, yeah, so the mad hatters, they used to put, they had mercury in the uh, in the hats, and it would uh, make, it was killing people, basically. Yeah. Driving them crazy. And they would go crazy. It's like so. the thalidomides. Okay, the, uh, yeah. the hatters. All right, and what is the logo? It's just a top hat. Okay, boring. Yeah. Very boring. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. This is a cool one. Uh, the Arkansas School for the Deaf named themselves the Leopards. So yeah. they are the school for the Deaf Leopards. And the band, Deaf Leopard, came and met with the entire student body a few years ago. That's pretty cool. That is cool. They all said, who are you again? I like that. Who's Deaf Leopard? What? Yeah. Who? Uh, I'm going to go to, we got to take a break here in a second. I have John. Hey, John. Morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks. Oh! Appreciate it. All right. So what do you want to tell us? Uh, I went to Maculata University, and we were the Mighty Max, which and was it, like a mighty nun. It was, uh, she was mighty a mighty nun? It was named after a nun? Yeah, Kathy that's was in that movie. Bo- that's, that's why the movie was oh, named Mighty Max. Oh, no that's way. That's, that's the one that's you played a hooker. No. No, no that was a nail. What? Flight attendant? What? You, what? Oh, I, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, oh. Yeah, which one did you play? You hooker? said hooker. No, I didn't play a hooker okay. in any of them. All that right. was the nail. That I'm not a hooker. Right. All right. Anyway, the Mighty Max. Okay, all right, nice. Well, we've uh, we've pulled a couple recently that were kind of interesting. We had uh, the Bambies today for St. Hubert's, and that's uh, the coolest teacher which you're voting for. And then we had the Calculators, which was what school was that? It was an engineering school, was it not? I don't remember. I'm not a hooker. Well, you can go back in time. Yeah, I am looking at these. There was uh, there was Hallahan. Hallahan was the. Uh, Charter School of Wilmington, I think, was the... Uh, was that it? That's it. Charter School of Wilmington. That's it. Calculators. Interesting. All right. Well, thanks. I, I had no idea that some of these were indeed the official mascots of some schools. And it's kind of odd, but, you know... There's a lot more latitude with these uh, things than I thought there was. I guess so. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Dropkick Murphys. Foo Fighters, Black Pumas, new music, more of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR. Hold everything. It's the best of Preston and Steve on MMR. I'm Ray Coop, and I know you have missed them, and I know that he has missed you, too. Steve Morrison, hey. live in the studio. Holy hell. <laughs> hey, Ray. How I are you? I just got to give it a holy hell for you. I appreciate the holy hell. It means a lot to me. Uh, thanks for letting me come what, in today. What brings I appreciate you to it. visit us live today? It's well, good to see you. There's, you know, and I hate to be the guy who's always coming out with his hands out. Can you help a charity? Can you help a charity? This is a charity that's very important to everyone here. Uh, it's Alpha Bravo Canine. And excuse yes. my voice. <clears throat> I've been enjoying my time off, as you can tell. But the uh, 
The event involves a dining out event at White Dog Cafes. And we're talking one in Wayne. We're talking Haverford and the new one in Glen Mills. And it benefits Alpha Bravo Canine. It's this Monday coming up. Mm-hmm. Starts at 5. Again, it's a dining out event. So really all you're required to do or asked to do, I should say, is go have dinner. And a nice. percentage of your bill will go to Alpha Bravo Canine. Now, there are things specifically if you order all the proceeds will go to Alpha Bravo Canine. What is Alpha Bravo Canine? Well, they are the only organization that donates donates service dogs to U.S. veterans suffering from debilitating medical and psychological problems. You know, PTSD. Mm-hmm. The numbers on suicide amongst veterans is Terrible. cataclysmic. Yes. They average about 22 a day is my understanding. <clears throat> so, excuse me again for my voice, but the event is very important. So I wanted to come in this week and not lose the promotional time to apprise every one of it. So if you come out to any one of those locations, I'm going to be in Glen Mills. Uh, the, the rest of the show is going to be spread out across other locations mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Monday night, right? right all Monday, the White Dogs. All the White Dogs, the three, Wayne, Haverford, and Glen Mills, not the one in the city. Uh, John DeBella, the DeBella, John DeBella's uh, cohorts will be out, mm-hmm. spread out as well, and a few of the other stations. But the main goal is go out and have great food. There's going to be puppy kissing booths at all the stations. It's going to be puppy ice cream designed specifically for puppy palates <laughs> and dog palates. And the general gist of it is this. If you go out and you support this organization, they got, listen, everyone got slammed in the past year plus. Yes. But this one in particular especially with suicide rates jumping up to begin with. And the veterans have had it harder the than most veterans have had it struggling. Hard. So many of them struggle every day. Struggle through. horrifically, and these are the people that we have relied on to, to, you know, to keep us safe all these years. And the truth of the matter is, is that they are hurting. But when you see when one of these service dogs interacts with its uh, owner, uh, the difference is amazing. It can save lives, and and uh, it they do. So again, these dogs are expensive, though they run anywhere from twenty five to thirty thousand dollars to get them trained and up and running. So if you go to the White Dog Cafe, the three White Dog Cafe locations I mentioned, have the uh, a great meal. And they, by the way, they have this thing. Let me tell you this: for um, thirty five dollars, you get a flight of hot dogs. We're talking gourmet hot dogs, mm-hmm. and hundred percent of the proceeds from these hot dogs will go to uh, Alpha Bravo Canine. And they have all sorts of drinks and cocktails and things. Well, 100% of the proceeds. The White Dog staff really, at all the locations, gets behind this because they know how important it is. They've seen the results of these service dogs and what they can do to change a suffering veteran's life around. It's amazing. So if you are available Monday night, you're going to have dinner anyway. If you could go out to one of the White Dog cafes, come see us. Come hang. Come have a great meal. There's outdoor seating. It's great. The texter is blowing up because you're here live. Uh, <laughs> People are so happy, and they're getting your message. Yes. Go out go out and support uh, Alpha Bravo. They're a great organization. Right. They White do Dog great. Cafe, dining out for the dogs this Monday night, starting at 5. We'll see you there. All right. I'm going to get people to work, okay? Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Still some traffic out on 95 East and Westbound Schuylkill jammed inbound. Um, 95 slow southbound. This traffic report, brief as it is, is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Hey, Prime members, there are countless ways to enjoy shrimp at Whole Foods Market. Get 25% off raw, cooked, or breaded shrimp August 13th for the 15th. While supplies last, see more on the Whole Foods Market app. Earlier, when we were doing the Entertainment Roundup, I um, had mentioned it was uh, Lil' Kim's birthday today. And uh, Lil' Kim gave me uh, an opportunity to grab Marissa's boob. Yes. This was several years ago. Maybe the first year that we were here, and Marissa had dressed as Lil' Kim for Halloween. She had that wardrobe malfunction. Or um, was she had no, no. malfunction? She had her boob hanging yeah, out. Yeah, it was her boob yeah. was hanging out. Yeah. It was the outfit that she wore. So Marissa wore a... Uh, 
like a stereotypical black and white striped um, prison suit, but with one boob hanging out. But instead of her actual boob, she had put, as Casey called it, a chicken <clears throat> cutlet. Yeah. Which is, uh, what do you call those, Kathy? The they're kind of like, yeah, they're kind of like fillers for yeah, your... It was like gel. Bra, bra filler. Yeah. So anyway, it's it was exa- like, They are gel. That's yeah. exactly what it was. It was flesh colored and it was on her boob. I think we have a picture in the hallway, yeah, of you. Yeah, there it is. And so I... I just went over and I was joking around and I grabbed it full on and I started shaking her boob. <laughs> and it was at that point that I did it. I was like, that was wrong. I should not have done that. <laughs> not, I actually that. just felt her up, even though I wasn't touching right. skin. Well, it would have been. I was the, still grabbing her boob and jiggling it. It would have been the same if you just her, on her bra. Yeah, it's exactly. the same thing. I did something similar to Kathy. I was smoking a cigarette, and my ashes went on her boobs. And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." I felt up your wife unknowingly. We were at a we were at a police benefit, and I, you know, I thought it was her arm sticking down under her coat. I went to, to, to <laughs> my wife was grabbing knocker? her knocker. Uh. We were at a wedding once, and my friend's boyfriend thought that he was sitting next to my friend, and he wasn't. He was sitting next to somebody else, and he started, he put his hand on her thigh and started oh, rubbing her thigh. Yeah. As a and, joke. And we all, and we were watching it. We watched it, go, like, happening. And, no, no, not as a joke. He thought it was, it was his, he thought yeah. his girlfriend was sitting next to him, oh, but it wasn't. his girlfriend. Yes, okay, it, it was you. another woman who was sitting at our table. And Wait, so he, he didn't even know the lady? Uh, I mean, it was another friend, okay. but no, but not, 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 not that, not like not thigh touching. Yeah, not thigh touching level. And so, and and he like he did it for a little while, and the girl had a great sense of humor, so she just sat there and waited, <sighs> like she didn't do anything. So she waited for him to realize, and we all, the entire table, saw what was going on. And we're I would have been livid. He was mortified. I would have died. You know, and it would have been even worse if he would have been doing that really flirtatious thing that some couples will do in public, reach under the table. <laughs> and actually he moistens his the nether regions yeah, just yeah. as a playful little thing. <laughs> he moistens his index finger. <laughs> Can you? Oh my God! Wow! Can't say that, but I had to go. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because we 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 figured out that uh, Javina is it's a- okay. <laughs> oh my God! Bill had a vagina a dump that he had to do yesterday, but he's he goes. You can't say Javina. <laughs> We Why like, not? Well, yes, we can. No, we can't say in the Javina. In the Javina. <laughs> was, yeah. And uh, so he, 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 Javina was created in our meeting yesterday. I yeah. came up uh, behind somebody that I thought was my ex-wife uh, one time and started giving her a massage. <laughs> And um, just, I was not, you know, it was one of those things because I saw, I saw the back of the head. like having your back. Oh, my God. And, um, well, yeah, Steve, that's how creepy it was. And, but she had a similar haircut to, to Melissa. And I just thought, and I wasn't looking directly at her, you know, and we were, it was a, a group of people. And oh, so I just. Like having your back rubbed. I just was massaging her shoulders and then Nick. running, running my fingers up her neck. Uh, one of the things oh. that could have made it worse would have been for you to lean in and say, I'm going to make you feel so good. <laughs> Who was the person, and what did they say to you? She was a friend I'm of a friend. Give you a cat bath. It was oh. somebody that I didn't know. It you would have been funny as if that girl were actually talking to your wife at the same time, yeah, yeah. and then here you are hey. thinking you're massaging your wife, but you're well, looking at your wife, going, "Wait a second. Wait what a happens though is like with my wife, I'm, it's just a very comfortable. You reach and you get over and you you touch and the whole thing. And when you're out in a room, you know, where people are standing together at a club or whatever, and you're getting slightly disoriented, and it's uh-huh. yeah. your your body position shifts, so you reach, and you got the wrong person before you know it. Yeah. There was an email Marissa found, it and she sent it over to me, and this was from uh, our blood drive last month, and this was sent to her by uh, a guy named Brian. He said, hey, Marissa, I uh, listen to you guys every morning. I have a funny story. You took a picture with my son and I at the blood drive just before it ending, 
And after the picture, my son's eyes got really wide, and he says, holy S, Dad, I grabbed her boob by mistake. What? <gasps> and then he goes on to say, but I still grabbed her boob, and that was awesome. <laughs> and so his, his dad says, can you break his balls a little? His name is Tim, and he just graduated from high school. Thank you, lawyer, listener, Brian. Still give my wife crap because uh, she um, she slept with the defensive line of the New York Jets, Okay, thinking it was me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hang on, let me go to some calls. Kristen, uh, that I'm going to get on the line first. Hey, Kristen, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, what's up, Kristen? So we were standing at, like, an island, you know, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all drinking around it. It was me, my boyfriend, and, and my cousin, and her boyfriend, who is jacked, to say the least. But my cousin and I look very similar from behind. <laughs> and sometimes, flirtatiously, when my boyfriend's walking by, he'll jiggle my butt. And he jiggled hers instead, and her boyfriend was staring right at him. He was mortified. Oh, no. So he does, like, like a, like a handful of ass, or does he just, like, tap it, or what? Well, he'll, like, go from underneath and, like, kind of jiggle it up. Just like, I don't know. <laughs> but he did it to her instead, and she turned around, and her boyfriend was looking at him and looking at us, and, oh, it was so funny, because we don't care, but... Her boyfriend didn't really know us all that well. Right, he just oh he God. just molested his girlfriend right in front of him. And did he yep, did exactly. did he eventually did he calm down or was he a little bit yeah, disturbed? Because I, I think he, my boyfriend was like, ah, I thought it was Christine. <laughs> they look the same. Yeah. He was trying to backtrack and and make it. Make it seem more okay, but I mean, my cousin and I were dying. It was so. Of fun. course, I, I again though in that in that situation like. Anytime in the situation with your wife, I'm like, oh my god! Uh-huh. I'm like, I-, I had no idea. Ah, uh, ah! Uh, 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 I'm so sorry. <gasps> You're perfect. Uh, let me go- <laughs> let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Wee! That's what I get to do. <laughs> very good. Very nice. Wee! That's what I get to do. What's up, Mark? So, um, back when I was still partying in my 20s, um, we used to go to Brownies 23 East all the time. Oh, yeah. And um, I ended up elbowing some chick in the boob mm-hmm. watching, uh, you remember Burnt Sienna? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The band, yeah. So we, we were watching them, and I ended up elbowing her boob, and I apologized. The rest of the night, I felt so bad. So I said, what can I do to make it up to you? She goes, well, use your imagination. So I did. We made out the rest of the night. Ended up marrying her. We've been married for almost ten years. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now an elbow to the boob. That's I, gonna I, happen. I felt up Kathy that way forty five hundred times. Oh, every day. Yeah, because yep. we take our pictures. Where where we stand in that in the same configuration. Sometimes it's going to be the deal. Yeah. If I no, knowingly just, reached over and went, uh, uh, yeah, then that would be, be that'd be a mistake. <laughs> That's different. Just an elbow boob is not such a right. bad thing. Yeah. I mean, if you full on accidentally swing around and bang them, then it's like ah. Uh, or Sorry if, you, about that. if it's like you think it's your buddy or something and you're doing, hey, hey, you know, yeah. that's a mistake. Are you quite aware, are women aware when they've got their boobs on you? You know, like if, if everybody huddles up for a picture and, you know, or something like that? No, uh, I mean, no, not all the time. I mean, I think I, because it's just, just kind of like a body part. To, you know, it's not I like a you, grab. It's not, like it's not like she, she, she hey, big boy, we're going to take another swing at this. Like, no, I'll, we're just, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll realize it after. I'm like, oh. Like, when I step away, I'm like, oh, sorry, my yeah. boob was just resting on you. I go to a barber shop now, but I miss going to the salon. You used to go to this place where it was, uh, I think she was a former Mrs. Pennsylvania. Not just her, but, I mean, almost all of them. They put their boobs all over you. They do. Yeah. They have to, to get in proximity to, you know, working with you. Or when the guys put their junk all over you. Well, that's oh, my God. Just a bonus. 
But uh, it, you know what? It was just one of those little. Yep. And as a teenager, when I would go, because my sister worked at a, uh, it was the uh, best. Yeah, at a salon, yeah. and I would get other, you know, her coworkers to do You'd it get for your me. Sister. And it was fantastic. You know what I'm thinking about right now? No, Nikki. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Massages. Massage. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just lost my train of thought. No. Oh, every now and again, if you're getting your uh, hair did. And your hands are on the uh, the yes. arms of the chair. I've had their this. nether regions will rub up against you. You're like, oh my god, what, I can't move my hand. And if you apologize, you mm-hmm. can apologize mm-hmm. because your hand is you're you're legitimately holding on. Yeah. Now I haven't been to a barber or salon in a long time, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You're like, oh my god, like, I can't move it. I just got to pretend like uh, this is just the the arm of the chair and not my hand. Oh, your genitals are warm. <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, speaking of Nikki. I have uh, Nikki on the phone line. Hey, Nikki, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Nikki, what's up? I just have a quick story for you. I was a waitress years ago, and uh, I was serving someone, and I dropped. A tartar sauce in his crotch, <laughs> and I went to clean it off, and I started to rub it, and I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that." And he said, "Oh yeah, you can. Go <laughs> oh, ahead." Oh no! What <laughs> kind of tip did you get? Two thousand dollars. Yes, it's all right. Uh, you'll get five if you lick it off. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Think of me as a huge fish stick. Now go to town, baby. Damn. <laughs> I'm gonna go next to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey, morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay. What's up, Mike? So I was at my daughter's swim meet, and uh, my wife was standing to the right of me, and we're talking and turned to talk to somebody to my other side. I reached back over to grab my wife's ass. I kind of, (laughs) like, cup it underneath, get a nice feel. And it was this guy's 15-year-old daughter. Holy (gasps) crap. My, my, My wife moved out of the way, and this girl slid in. And as I'm grabbing, and I realize, I look up, and her dad's staring at me. Oh, my God. What did you do? I just looked at him, and he goes, you know what? I saw exactly what happened. Your wife moved. It's cool. (laughs) Thank God he... I'm so glad he saw it, because he just looked at me, and he just starts laughing. Because you know, you know there's no way were you to have done that, and were she to have reacted. Yeah. There's no way you can beg your way out of, um, it's a 15-year-old. You oh, know, no. you're going to get throttled. Yeah. If you wouldn't have seen it. Oh, I couldn't imagine <sighs> that would have went. Wow. Forget yeah. it. Yeah, you dodged a bullet there, Mike. Uh, Casey, you said uh, you're perfect a second ago, and yeah. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. That's from back to school. Yep. How about this call? Goes right to that. I'm going to go to Jessica. Hey, Jessica, good morning. Good morning. I'm hydrating my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. What's up, Jessica? this morning well i was in a short house with a bunch of girls um and we had just met my one friend's boyfriend he wasn't staying at the house we just met him that we had just met him that day for the very first time and for whatever reason he thought he would join her in the shower but she wasn't in the shower i was in the shower. oh man oh no um, and I, yeah i don't know what he didn't say anything he didn't call her name he just came in and all of a sudden he was just in the shower with me and i was like uh, naked oh, it, 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 yeah it's like the bodyguard i don't want to talk about this again so he had left to like go on a beer run or something and he didn't know she wasn't in the house that oh, man he thought she was in there so and all night he just kept saying i didn't see anything i didn't see anything i didn't see anything. that's what he said 
That's what you just like. For he the rest saw of the night. all of it, Jessica. Every, every, every bit of it. You're perfect. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was it was funny at the time, and it's funny now. But I still don't know why now, he came in there and didn't did, say anything. Did either of you tell her about it when she got back? Oh yeah, immediately. The whole house knew it, it was a big joke. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if you kept it a secret, that'd be an issue. Now, but did, yeah. Did you see him? No. Okay. Uh, okay. She saw honestly, everything. I, I just I she just saw everything at first because at first I didn't remember even who he was because <laughs> we just I just met him for the first time that day. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> yeah, it, the, I'm Thanks sure stories that uh, you know when you have uh, like summer houses with a whole bunch of people staying there. Oh yeah. It can uh, get uh, dicey. Let me go to Scott. You're on the air, Scott. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, so. When I was married, me and my wife, we went up to a cabin with a bunch of other couples, and uh, as things were going, you know, drinking and whatever, climbing into bed, and the big loft for everybody sleeping. I jump into bed and rub what I thought was my left wife's leg. It wasn't. This dude, he was like, no. He's a guy. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, no. Yeah. How do you yeah. react? <laughs> oh, you're wearing your your soft panties. That's well, my mean, pubic hair. Like umbrellas or something. I thought it was, you know, <laughs> You must have wanted to die, Scott. Those aren't pillows? Yeah, those yeah. aren't pillows. Yeah, it was an awkward morning. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Thanks, Scott. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go out uh, for a walk. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> I will go next to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning, sir. Hey, you guys rock. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, man. What's up? So, one time we got done church, and we were in the main lobby area. I was probably about 10 years old, and there was a guy faced the other way. He was wearing the exact same clothes as my dad. So, I went up to him, took both my hands, and smacked <laughs> him in the butt. He used both my hands, and I kind of jiggled his butt a little bit, and he turned around looks at me, and it was a totally different guy, and I froze like a deer. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, you wouldn't know what to do. Right. You would have yeah. no idea what What's to do. What's your name, little fella? <laughs> so, dear God, you picked the wrong guy. <laughs> this, is, this is your lucky day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, thank you, Dan. You know that, though, Preston, you're... Out in, a, in a, a room with a lot of people, as I said before, you're at a yeah. club, you're at an event, you're socializing, you're moving about, and it's you, you stick your hand out. You know, I've had near misses where my wife had been next to me, and mm-hmm. I sense what I believe to be her next to me, and I go to put my arm around her waist, and I'm like, yeah. you know, when you catch it last second. And not just, uh, um, not just actually touching someone. Have you ever said... Like the wrong thing to someone just out of out of. Habit. I called the guy honey the other day. Yeah, thinking that you're talking to your wife. I was right? on the phone. I've done it. Thanks, honey. I've done. I've done, baby. <laughs> what? Thanks, baby. What did I just say? <laughs> I did that to my mom one time. All right, thanks, baby. I'll touch you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because you get into a, ca- a rhythm that is familiar to you. Uh huh. Uh huh. And maybe you're a little turned on. Yeah. Uh, that was my. Friend. I can't wait to massage your balls. See you later. Yeah. Well, my friend was leaving. He went to this pizza place, uh, you know, a million times. And he was leaving the one time. And he said goodbye to the guy. And the guy says, I love you, too. Right? <laughs> and he got out. And he goes, 
He gets out of the story. There's that guy thinks I said I love you. <laughs> I can't. I can't ever go back there. Uh, let me go to Bob. Hey, Bob, you're on the air. Good morning, man. What's going on, guys? Yep. What's up, buddy? So, uh, I was in uh, Ohio, my cousin's wedding, and uh, drove out with my cousin from out here in PA, and we had to just get a hotel. Well, I guess. We uh, fell asleep that night, and we were sharing a bed, and he woke up the next day, and he wouldn't talk to me. My butt hurts. And I, said, <laughs> I said to him, I said, uh, Jeff, what's going on, man? I said, what, are you mad at me about something? He said, dude, listen, I'm not mad. I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> last night... You must have thought I was cat, your ex girlfriend, or something, and you start <laughs> grabbing your chest, grabbing your boob, yeah, grabbing my chest, yeah. And then he said, "I moved your hand off." And then an hour later, you were rubbing my stomach and touching my belly button. Oh! <laughs> he, he's playing with your belly button, <laughs> dude. I said, "I'm so sorry." He goes. No, I get it. You're not used to sleeping with a guy, but, you know, this can't happen again, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and, and uh, of course, I told my whole family. Yeah. Really embarrassed about it. Oh, Bob, and that, he's like, that's... And he, and he's, he's, I've got 100 pounds on me, so... I'm just happy he didn't kill me. Hey, yeah, it's right. cool that he didn't, yeah, that he didn't just turn around and punch you in the face. That he he uh, he realized you were out for the count. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember any of this. Oh, oh, so man. funny, it's hilarious. I love it. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go over to. Let's see. I have uh, Lou who is on the line. Hey, Lou. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. You guys rock. Uh, hey. it's Lou, talking about accidentally feeling somebody up. What'd you do? Uh, well. I was away from college for about nine weeks, and when I came back to my house, nobody was home, and I, when I came to my living room, my dining room, I saw what I thought was my sister <laughs> bend over in a, um, you know, going through clothes in the basket. Mm-hmm. So I put my, ba- my uh, bag down, went up, and as hard as I could, smacked her <laughs> on the buttocks. Well, my hand was red. I went, what's up? And I said her name. I said, how you doing? I'm back. So I go into the kitchen to get something to eat, and I turn around, and here's this woman. <laughs> I never saw before in my life going, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm your sister's friend. Oh, um, no. Hi, I'm Lou, and I'm leaving. And I just walked out the front door. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lou, and I'm leaving. You just conducted an assault. <sighs> yeah, basically. I mean, I, I my hand was red. Afterwards. Oh, man. <laughs> that sucks, man. That sucks. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I will go next to Jill. Hi, Jill. You're on. Good morning. Hey. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, Jill. We appreciate it. What's your story? Okay, so... Uh, Sam, uh, we uh, always go out to lunch on a Sunday, and we're at this restaurant. There's a uh, salad bar, so I'm going out to the salad bar. This guy puts both arms around me, and he's like, hey, honey, I'll meet you back at the table. And I look up, and the look on his face was priceless. It looked like I just told him, like, something horrible happened, and he would not make eye contact with me the rest of the time. So that was my family, and I'm like, I don't know, 15? This, oh so you, he stayed in the restaurant. I would have left. Yeah, yes, I would have ran out. He was redder than red. Wouldn't even look at me. I can't, and he yeah. wouldn't look at my family. He's like, oh my god, what did I just do to your teenage daughter? I, I, Steve, I would have, I would have, I would have dined and dash. I would have been gone. gone. Yeah, Forget it. Yeah. No, you had to never and, and left the state. I would have quit my job. Preston, you had. It's not the same thing exactly. But what was it? You that had the. Wawa encounter with somebody you thought you recognized? No, no, that was... Was it you? Well, 
He, I had, no, I, I knew the I guy, would, uh, but and I picked him up, and I was like, that's it. I did the and, same thing. Um, <laughs> but the problem was he had, he had just hurt his back the day before. You had a similar story, but you didn't know the guy. No, I didn't know the guy. It was a 7-Eleven. <laughs> you thought it was. And, and, and I, thought, I thought it was my buddy Tom. And I, I walked in behind him, and I, and I got him in a bear hug, and I lifted him up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> lifted him up off the ground. <laughs> I could have sworn it was him. <laughs> I thought that was it. Oh, That's one God. of the best stories. This dude is like, oh, and my the, God, I'm being raped. And the dude was pissed. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was. It was not even a, he like, oh, I get it. Don't worry about it, man. It was like, get the F away from me. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I left. I got I got the hell out of there immediately. You quit your job and moved. Oh, oh, we got to try that. We just send somebody out to a convenience store and just pick up a random person. Sure. Oh, you were. The cops won't be called. That's why I'm gonna, like if you watch um Impractical Jokers, yeah. those, they do stuff like that all the time yeah. and how they don't get throttled. I know some on occasion some people will get pissed off, but yeah. I don't know how they don't get throttled regularly. Uh I'll go to uh I lost your name here on the screen. Uh is this Hi, you're on the air. Who is this? Well, yeah, that's you, buddy. How you doing? It's Dennis. How you doing? Dennis. Good, Dennis. What's up, privilege? Tell us your story, please. I got a funny, let's see, it was me, my girlfriend, and my sister. We're all standing. I'm on the phone talking to somebody. My girl was right next to me, spent over. I'm fine on her ass. For some reason, I stopped for a second, then I started again. Look down. It's my sister. She's looking up, looking at my girlfriend. I'm good three minutes fondling on her ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were fondling your, your sister's sister ass. Let you fondle her butt for three minutes? <laughs> They didn't say nothing to me. They're looking and laughing at each other trying to until my girlfriend said, uh, yo, what are you doing? I looked down and I was like, oh, I got put so red I must throw up. Well, they, yeah, I, I, I would have thrown up, but yeah. that's like, Thanks. Kathy, your, your friend was, was cool enough to play along and set the trap because yep. you're just loving the fact that you know that when the reveal comes, oh, the, yes, the guy's going to die. Yep. Oh my God, that's like in uh, Game of Thrones, Nick, where uh, uh, Theon is on the horse with what he doesn't know is his oh God. sister. Yeah. Oh my God, and, and she lets him do it. Yeah, and she's to into make it. Him feel horrible. Full, full sex? Is it full sex? Uh, no, but no. it was. Uh, it was yeah. getting there. Okay. Wow. All right, one more call case. Yeah. All right, let me go to Susan. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Susan? Um, I'm a hair stylist in Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, and um. Sometimes I drop the combs, you know, while I'm in the middle of a haircut, and a few times it's happened, but one time in particular, I dropped the comb, and it slid down this gentleman's cape, and instinctually, I just went to grab it, and I grabbed his package. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was, he was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was beat right. I had to turn away from the mirror. <laughs> And it's at that point they started happy endings. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Susan, right? I got a good tip. Susan, conversely, I mean, do you get accidentally felt up all the time? Um, just by the drunk people that come next door from the bar next door. Oh. <laughs> well, but Susan, Casey was talking about something that, that happens a lot. So you're sitting in the chair, right? If you're sitting in the chair and you have your hands on the, the armrest. Armrest. Yes. As as you're moving around, yeah. you'll the end crotch. up sometimes you'll get a crotch touch and so and that's embarrassing but um do, do you do, even feel that yeah um yeah sometimes but it sometimes they'll move their hand immediately if that happens i try to position the chair so that it's not in my crotch area um, <laughs> yeah, yeah or if they're really good looking i'll position it just just like right yeah yeah. You. yeah you'll straddle nice. the chair Play thank the you yeah, yeah. casey likes to sit there with both his fingers up and <laughs> both his middle fingers up as he's uh <laughs> 
Yeah, getting his hair done. All right, one more story. Casey wants me to go to this one because we can't not put Bert on the air. Hey, Bert, good morning. Hey, guys, God sucks. How are you? <laughs> That's right. Somebody thought Gadzooks. Why are you guys saying God sucks? Why do you say God sucks? Yeah. What's up, God buddy? Uh, I unfortunately fouled up my 90-year-old aunt from England. You have our attention. Crab. Okay. Uh, okay. She was over visiting very, very prim, proper English lady, and she was leaving, and I went to say goodbye, and I didn't know whether to go for the handshake or for the hug, and I thought we were going handshake. She went hug, and my hand was up, and I got a very, very solid grasp of a 90-year-old bosom. Oh, my wow. goodness. And, I, and this lady, this poor nice lady, turned the, the brightest shade of crimson. <laughs> 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 Not, yeah. not proud. Uh, so not proud. <laughs> but I, 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 I segment. Love the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, appreciate you it. You just gave me a knocker twist on. Yeah, yeah Casey. This, is that how you do it in the States? <laughs> this would be the sound you make. Yeah. a 90-year-old. <laughs> Instead of a eh, 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 Why didn't you go around back and ride the rumble seat? Oh, my God. All right. Well, it does happen. So uh, don't feel alone in your embarrassment because no. it's uh, quite common for things like that to happen. I only wish we could get security camera footage of you lifting that guy in the 7-Eleven. Oh, man, oh, not one of my proudest moments. Stay there. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interacme swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to ten thousand dollars cash or twenty twenty two Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. Meet the biggest names in horror at Monster Mania Con. 46 with Danny Trejo, a child's play reunion with Brad Dourif, and in-costume photos with two Jasons, monstermania.net. So we'll start with a Florida woman. She is behind bars. After deputies said she fit an employee and danced naked outside a Pensacola Waffle House. <laughs> An employee. Waffles do that to me too. An employee told uh, Freedom Rider Zobrist to leave the restaurant Monday because she had been causing trouble. Can I'm a waffle queen. Zobrist fled but returned later, saying that she wanted to get a gun and then shoot the employee and everyone inside. She was upset, Preston, because she couldn't get butter into each little square. <laughs> oh, is that what it yeah. was? We know people who have issues with that. <laughs> the employee told deputies that Zobrist then took off her pants. Danced naked in the yeah. restaurant parking lot and tried to grab his genitals. This is my vagina. Enjoy your breakfast. Uh, the employee said that Zobrist also licked his face. Wow. And poked his chest. All right. Uh, she was arrested on charges of indecent exposure, simple assault, battery, and disturbing the peace. And she missed the PTA meeting. In India, a man was killed by lions after scaling a 20-foot barrier at a zoo and then jumping inside the lion Why? enclosure. I don't know. People do this from time to time, man. Well, you can't blame the zoo. There was a 20-foot enclosure. Yeah, the incident happened at the uh, Kitbeer Zoo. 
Authorities saw the man climbing the barrier and tried to talk him into coming down, but he jumped inside the enclosure. One of the lions saw the man falling in and immediately attacked him, just like went after him right away. Uh, Another another lion is going to be good. uh, Another lion joined in the attack. Rescue teams were not able to get to the man until the lions left him alone. Uh, Of course, he died from his injuries. The lions involved in the attack are Asiatic lions. They are critically endangered, and only about 500 of them exist in the wild. They say he looks as if he'd been mauled bold, bold by lions. Yeah. Hey, a, uh, a kid named Ace Davis is a fifth grader in Lexington, Kentucky, and he recently won his school's science fair. Wow. What he did is tackle a controversial subject, which is, is Tom Brady a cheater? Uh, <laughs> I, I, did you see right. his presentation? Yeah. It, it, his presentation was awesome. He won the entire science fair. It was on a trifold poster board. The and what did he conclude? He had ironclad evidence <laughs> that Tom Brady is indeed a cheater. Then <laughs> <laughs> his dad, Christopher, fa- uh, went on Facebook with That's the caption... Funny. With the caption, Hater Level 100. (laughs) And it caught the attention of a Bills fan uh, who interviewed Ace to get some insight into his scientific process. Turns out Ace, who plays QB himself, really doesn't like Brady, and he's not (laughs) shy about it. He, He said, because I hate Tom Brady... He's been accused of cheating before, and I want him to be caught. Uh, Ace doesn't stop at Brady, accusing Julian Edelman of uh, taking steroids and Rob Gronkowski of pushing people around. Uh, the He wrote uh, in his conclusion, the Patriots were found guilty of doctoring footballs, thus losing $1 million in future draft picks. Tom Brady is indeed a cheater. Uh, but what does the little guy think is going to happen on Super Bowl Sunday? He said, uh, Julian Edelman... Uh, pushes everyone around. Gronkowski gets shut down. Uh, Gurley runs for two touchdowns. Brady plays terrible. Three interceptions. Rams win thirty to fourteen. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> and as far as the science, the state science fair where Ace has progressed after winning his elementary school, he said, "I'm going to win that too." All right. So where where is he from? Did, did you <clears throat> say- Lexington, Kentucky? Okay. <clears throat> yep. So yeah, he, it's not that he's he, he, yeah, he's, he's not like a Jets fan. Right, or, okay. Right. Just has issues. Yep. <laughs> An American missionary has been accused of exposing an isolated indigenous tribe in Brazil to potentially fatal diseases. A guy named Steve Campbell. This is a wild story. A missionary linked to a Baptist church in Maine is being investigated by officials from FUNAI, the Brazilian government's indigenous uh, affairs department, amid reports that he could be tried for genocide. Oh the my charge God. is genocide because yeah. he's introduced disease into this Jeez. remote tribe that just does not have exposure to the outside world. Yeah, and I guess this tribe is considered its own race of sorts and therefore genocide. And that's Oof. been the issue. You can't, you know, they don't, you're, it's illegal to go near them. They want to be left alone. Yeah. He allegedly entered an area occupied by the High Marima tribe last month while carrying out a missionary work with natives from a neighboring tribe. The latest comes just two months after another story. Remember this guy, John Chu, yeah. Chow, who was killed on North Sentinel Island where native people have lived for 30,000 years. The High Marima is one of few dozen isolated communities in Brazil that have had almost no contact with the outside world. Natives there have previously rejected attempts at contact. It's unclear what penalties Campbell may face with federal prosecutors or police officials yet to be notified of his actions. These tribes just want to be left alone to work on their space programs. In letters <laughs> to his uh, family members, he asked loved ones not to blame the natives if I am killed. 
Uh, this we was, won't. Oh, I'm sorry. This is John Chow, the oh. guy who was killed. So, uh, responding to reports of Campbell's arrest, uh, Stephen Corey, the director of Survival International, said fundamentalist Christian Americans must be stopped from this primitive urge to contact previously uncontacted tribes. He said it may lead to the martyrdom they seek, but always ends up killing tribes people. So... They're serious about it. Did you ever see Green Inferno? I yeah. did not. No. There's uh, every reason why you don't want to go. Yeah, right. press just wants the first, what, half hour? First half time? hour. Yeah. yeah, it looks pretty nasty. Yeah. All right, and then we'll do this last story. Uh, the Browns, NFL football team, Cleveland yes. Browns. Their marketing executives wanted employees to see how fans were engaging with the Browns on social media. So uh, they projected the Browns feed onto a giant wall at their facility. So it was like broadcasting talk radio over the entire building. Whoops. And one day in particular, it was worse than that. So one of the marketing staffers uh, entered in a search for the hashtag DP for dog pound. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no. Kathy, do you have any idea what DP stands for in the world of pornography? Double. Right. Double yeah. penetration Got it. is what it stands for. The problem was the hashtag carried a few different meanings, of course, which triggered an array of porn to be broadcast onto the wall for the entire office to see oh, for more Lord. than 20 minutes. So, yeah, uh, the tech employee eventually killed the feed and they got it off of there, but they were deep. They replaced fingers. it with ass masks. Yeah. Uh, so you heard that correctly. The Browns accidentally streamed porn inside their facility by projecting Twitter research results for DP onto a wall. Oh, man. For the entire office to see so that they could get an idea of what Dog Pound fans thought about the team. So <laughs> I guess that's what they think about the team. Uh, maybe that's what they think about the team. I don't know. It's like in uh, you know Hollywood movies when they talk about the director of photography. They always refer and to DP? it as the DP. And I'm yeah. like, oh, boy, my brain messed up. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. M.M. Barbecue 2021. It's an entire day of everything that rocks with M.M.R. And eight of our favorite bands. Jane's Addiction. The Offspring. Cheap Trick. Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Jackson's Local Shots, Foxtrot, and The Get Down, MM Barbecue 2021, Saturday, September 25th, BB and Cheap Pavilion, tickets on sale now, via Ticketmaster.com, lawn tickets start at just $25, details at WMMR.com. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Horizon, a complete AC tune-up for just $59. Your fall heating tune-up is just $39. Call 800-999-1995 and get Horizon. A visit from Rick Allen, the artist from Def Leppard. But first... Let's take out the trash. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Playboy founder Hugh Hefner's trademark black silk pajamas and red smoking jacket are going for auction. Whoever purchases Hefner's leisure wear will by default also receive approximately one quart of dried piss and two miles of skid marks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Two miles. That's a lot. Hey, warm for a long time. Kylie Jenner's being sued by Cherie Cosmetics for allegedly stealing their Born to Sparkle makeup line and selling their own Born to Sparkle line. Kylie denies the accusation, noting that, quote, it's all useless crap anyway. <laughs> and finally, 95-year-old game show legend Bob Barker was taken to an L.A. hospital yesterday with an extreme back pain. Barker was reportedly injured during sex while attempting to perform an Alabama hot pocket. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you track. That dude is still vibrant, man. Oh, he's banging away. There you go. Our next guest is going to be displaying his art, and we're excited to have him here because very, very soon he will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've waited a long time to meet this gentleman, ladies and gentlemen, from Def Leppard, Mr. Rick Allen. Yeah. He's here this morning. Very nice introduction. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I, I have been waiting to meet you for a long time, a couple of reasons, and I'll, I'll stop fanboying all over you, but number one, I'm a drummer, have been since I was a kid. I knew uh, that. And number two, you knew that? <laughs> yeah. You could tell you got the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> number two, I believe uh, the Pyromania Tour was the second rock concert I ever saw, so you go way back to my very beginning beginning days of experiencing live rock music, and I vividly recall that show. Now you're scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll forever remember it. It was in, it was in St. Louis. It was the, the Pyromania tour, and... Um, Man, I just uh, I was just blown away by the performance. It was it was excellent, and it just ushered me into wanting to go to more concerts and experience that whole live thing. I play better now. You do play better yeah, now. I think so. And I've seen you in the years since. I've I'd seen uh, you know Def Leppard after after your accident and and losing a limb, which for a drummer that's a little bit of an issue. Uh, but it I at also, least ruins your day, right? It was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a little inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I remember being intrigued, hearing that you were coming back, and and I understood using trigger pedals how that could be done. Essentially, your left foot becomes your snare drum, and and uh, I was you know you know I was bummed out. Other than the the significant pain and issues you went through of losing your your left arm was uh, that that you were one of the few rock guys that used a traditional grip. That's true. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, not anymore. But, I mean, it was like you and Stuart Copeland and Carl Palmer, and that was pretty much it, you know? No, it was it, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you started, I mean, you were you started young playing the drums, and then it, was it your, your mother who uh, helped you place an ad in, or, or, or respond to an ad from Def Leppard at that time? You were 14? No, I was, I was playing, playing with the local bands um, from about... Uh, the age of 10. 10? And then uh, at the ripe old age of 14, uh, I was going to quit the business. And, You'd had uh, enough. I'd had enough. <laughs> I, I was, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember coming home one day and saying, Mom, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, she found this, uh, this article in the newspaper, in the local newspaper. And uh, it said, Leopard loses skins. And um, we called. And uh, a couple of days later, I met with Joe and Steve at a local club, and um, and I went for an audition and and got the gig. It at was really 14. funny. Yeah, uh, at fourteen, and then I uh, yeah, and then I joined I joined Def Leppard around about my fifteenth birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> what was that like? And I'm sure you guys were playing bars, clubs, and things like that at that time. Was I mean now in the UK is that much of an issue having a fifteen year old in a bar in a band? Because here they'd have a problem with it. Um, it, it wasn't so much of a problem, okay. but I, I, yeah, it, I, I, I had to sort of stay out of the way, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
Get other people to buy beer for me. There you go. <laughs> I, was, I was 18. Yes. I was I was playing clubs when I was 18, and uh, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, it was it was it was really funny when we when we had to share uh, a dressing room with the stripper on a Sunday. Oh my god! Oh my god. Uh, was, uh, <laughs> How I old mean, were the other guys when you were 15? What were they? Um, they they're they're probably. Eight to ten years older than me. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, you were really good. I mean, the fact that you could, you know, hold your own with, you know, you, there's just even there's a, a growth spurt that's taking place, and you're still at the beginning of that, and you're and you're confident enough to to land this gig, and then then you're off and, and running. But you know, Preston's always talked about your your technique, and and yeah, obviously you've talked about the uh, the accident and everything, but. Uh, you know, I, I, one of the the best behind the musics, which used to be a great series on VH1. You know, I was a Def Leppard fan before, but it, it appeared to me that the the band's commitment to you and vice versa was that to me is such that's the story to tell is that um, you don't leave your, your your friends. You know, you 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 stick with it, and the fact that they did, and, and you've produced you know ten times. Uh, what anyone could hope is the story. It, it still has to amaze you now as you look back at how it could have gone. That's really nice of you to say. Um, it was uh, it was really uh, family support, support from the guys uh, in the in the band, and uh, just people reaching out from all over the world. Yeah, like I got letters from so many places, like encouragement, and really, I discovered the power of of the human spirit. And once once you know, I got that. It, it, it was there was no stopping me. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just wanted to succeed. I want to ask about your art. Uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, some from time to time you'll see musicians who later on in life start to embrace that part of their uh, creative side uh, that maybe has always been there, but then they finally find themselves with either more time or more resources or more of an audience to share that with. How long has your artistic side outside of music been uh, been in your life? Um, really from when I was very young mm -hmm. and, um, and then really I discovered music and didn't, didn't really, uh, I, I was into photography, um, but didn't do much painting until I started painting with my youngest daughter and just saw where she went when she painted and it was sort of without rules. Uh, the sort of zen that you get when you're... Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that that sort of open-eyed meditation where you just disappear into a zone. And it, it appeals to a lot of people, and and you know, I, I like to sketch. Uh, you know, you're right. You're it's just you kind of channeling stuff out. But your your art has some unique aspects to it that that involves some some technology as well. Correct. Um, it depends what kind of technology. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I I, I try everything. Uh, I learn new techniques. The 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 ones that I'm really proud of are the Legends series. Right. Uh, I started out with uh, with Steve Clark. Um, I figured that was a, a great subject because he really inspired me and he was my best friend. And um, <clears throat> and then I moved on to uh, doing John Lennon 
and then um, Hendrix. Right. And my latest one, uh, the David Bowie, is is really cool. So, uh, do you have anybody teaching you along the way? I mean, do you, do you have, have like a I have mentor? mentors? Okay. I have mentors, pe- people that uh, that that help me uh, discover new new ways to uh, to paint. But uh, but also to understand things like shadows and and how they work and that's exactly uh, okay. that's exactly what I do. Normally, I'll I'll dumb down a a, a, fo- a photograph that I really like, and then I'll sketch the geometric shapes. To create uh, the highlights, because I'm, I'm looking at your work and it's really good. Yeah, I'm looking good. at I'm looking at this this the painting John of John Lennon, Lennon yeah. yeah, and it is it is really good. And and this one that we have in the studio here, up in the main uh, thing, the the American flag with the heart in the middle, um, with, with the handprint is just um, beautiful. Whose handprint is that? Um, it's mine actually. Oh. Is it? Yeah. It is. It is. Um, but like, and I, I, I couldn't help but think like, there's no way anybody could do this without having um, a teacher along the way, a mentor along the way. Like, nobody has that, um, that that perfect understanding of of, especially when it comes to paint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Um, I love using acrylics. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I use acrylics is because if I get it wrong, I can paint over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very forgiving. It's very forgiving. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, have you? Are you? Um, so for me, sketching is easy. I can just erase, or I, you know, the pencil, so on and so forth. Uh, when you when you're committing, you know, to me, it, it seems like you you're doing something a large piece of work, and you're. You, what gives you zen can also be ultimately frustrating, I assume, at the same point where it's not coming out the way you want it. No, oh, that's that's true. Uh, what I tend to do is take a lot of photographs of, uh, you know, especially if it's a big piece. Yeah. So I can, I can um, change the perspective and then kind of see what I'm missing. What is it I'm missing? Right. And then living with it for a few days uh, before I go back to it. My uh, my girlfriend's an artist, and uh, I am not, and so I appreciate her ability to do what she does. What uh, she often struggles with, and I, I'm curious as to what you may or may not struggle with, but um, knowing when her piece is finished, uh, because you can look at it, and you're in it, and you're, you're so, um, it's become such a part of your life for a stretch, to know when to walk away. I, I think that analogy also applies to music. When you look at a song that's being produced, and you don't want to overproduce it, um, do, do you feel that that's the same with uh, one of your pieces of art? Yeah, I, I, I think it's exactly that way. You know, in, in music, you say, well, you, it's overcooked. You know, you, 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 <laughs> you, you overproduced. You yeah, overdid yeah. it. You know, yeah. it sounds too too slick or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the good thing about the technique, especially doing faces, um, is it's not realism. So all you have to do is just follow the geometric shapes. And as long as I get that right, then... There is an end point, you know. Do you know when you've reached that end point? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you could always go on, but then, um, you know, how much time do I do I really have? Unfortunately, I have a day job, <laughs> <laughs> which so. draws some of your energy. <laughs> it does. Yes. It gets in the way of everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. I, I think there's always always a kernel. Of, for example, you you were born with an ability to to see things artistic. Like people say, can you learn to be a stand up comedian or you, you you can, but to be a, a, a good one or to be good at anything, there, there has to be, I think, a little bit of the kernel of it in you. Yeah, I and, think so. And so what would have made you probably, a, you know, a, a solid photographer or anything or a musician? It's that same commitment to that that, that, that goes through it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. That's cool. Any, any plans to visit? 
photography again or, or? I, I, I'm taking photographs all the time okay you know when I'm out on the road with the band or you know if I can't paint when I'm on the road at least I'm trying to trying to plan out um, what I'm going to be doing when I get home okay you know so I can get busy you know with the artwork so yeah. uh, I want to ask about your time with the band and uh, <clears throat> how funny is it uh, seeing now uh Ripped jeans uh, coming back as a uh, as a fashion statement when Joe Elliott perfected the art of it uh, back in the days of <laughs> Def Leppard. Yeah. Does that mean officially old when these styles start to come back around that you helped create? Isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That is cool. Uh, no, I, uh, funny story. I went on stage one night and the guys, they're, they're always like making fun of me, whatever. <laughs> you know. But I, I get them back. Yeah. So I got off stage and my jeans are hanging up and they cut one leg. <laughs> one leg. Come on. You must you must have the the largest collection of, of I, one arm. I'm going to say that. <laughs> the largest genitals. No, the largest <laughs> of uh you know, you've heard every every uh you know, one arm uh one hand every every sort of joke you could get, right? I'm I'm sure, you know, there's one or two. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> yeah, I for, I forgot what uh, anyway, uh, it, how long after your accident was it okay for the guys to start? Because, listen, part of being in a band, part of being in a group, any any small group like ourselves, yeah. like the show, is having fun with each other and being able to joke and, and give each other a hard time. How soon after that accident were they starting to have fun with Pretty, pretty much immediately. Pretty much immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, wishful thinking, but, you know, yeah. jokes like one arm and three legs. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a brotherhood thing. So, is, you know. Well, we have actually, there's a friend of the show who's a, who's a, a model. Uh, she's uh, has, has done runway work in, in, in Manhattan, and she has, I, I don't know, Nick, is it, is it a full arm or is it a partial arm? I don't know who you're talking Becca? about. Yeah. It, it's, no, it's, I think it's her whole arm. And, and so she does have an apparatus that is now... Uh, with with a uh, phone app and stuff, it's can, like a can robotic arm. arm. Has and that has any of that been brought to you? Does any of that interest you? I tr I tried a prosthetic arm, but I I lost so much of my uh, yeah. shoulder, of my arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when it got when it got infected, they had to uh, make sure that all the infection was gone. Okay, so you yeah. know, there's not that much there anymore. All right, but I'm really streamlined. Yeah, you're streamlined. You yeah, are streamlined. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, I do remember shortly after, and, and you you made your return to the stage, that uh, I remember seeing pictures because I used to get the rock magazines and all that stuff. And there would be people, there were amputees that would just line up, just could not wait to meet you. And you kind of became, I mean, hero might be too strong of a word, or a spokesperson for people uh, who, who have had that similar situations like that. Were you a little... Um, overwhelmed by that at first, or um, no? I could okay. I could identify with people, and I think it was it was really cool because people felt like they knew me and they they could trust me. You had, um, you had a commonality, yeah. And I took that you know a stage further. I do a lot of work with uh, with our wounded warriors, and actually a, a, a portion of. Uh, the proceeds from the artwork always always goes to Is this the, warriors. The Raven Foundation, yeah, the Raven you, Drum Foundation, right, right. And then you also have the One Hand Drum Company. What 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 is that? Unless I'm misreading, One Hand Drum. Company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it was listed in your in your credits. I'm like, I, there's no explanation. I'm like, what is that? No, it's actually um, it's actually uh, uh, the Raven Drum Foundation. And so then, it's part of the same thing. And then under the umbrella is sort of. Um, Project Resiliency. Okay, and that was my, that was my way of really focusing on you know what I what I thought was uh, a huge problem. 
You know, yeah. um, you know, our warriors coming back with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, you name it. Um, so that was a way for me to really focus on on them. That's excellent. And so portions of the of the sales, these sales will go to that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, you guys won the popular vote. You won the, the people's vote, which I think is <clears throat> very apropos. Uh, uh, people of your bands, of your genre, on the kind of, uh, uh, you know, rock, metal, whatever, whatever you want to place it in, um, I, I think have a significant place in the world of rock music. And it seemed like uh, Rolling Stone and, and uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame kind of glances over that type of music. They put it out to the people, the people who listen, who buy, who, who you know, go to concerts and so forth. And they said, no, these guys deserve to be in. Um, how do you, what do you think about all of that? Um, I agree with you. I, 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 think, I think we may have been uh, left out a little bit. Um, but um, I think the, the, the thing that made uh, all of us really happy, the whole of Def Leppard, was the fact that they introduced the fan vote. And we got so many votes. Yeah. And that to us was the most important thing. It wasn't necessarily, you know, a bunch of guys sitting around a, 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 you know, at a boardroom table deciding yes. who's in, who's out. Um, it, it was really a, a, about the fan vote. We okay. thought that was really important. I, I mean, it's sort of, it, it sort of parallels your, your career in, in general in the fact that, like, you're, you're appealing to a, a certain people, and those are your fans. And then on the other side, you have these critics who you're not doing it for them, you know? If you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you don't. And, I, and, I, and if you don't like it, I, I'm, not, I'm not making this for you. You know what I mean? No, it's true. I mean, define critic, mm -hmm. you know? It's, it's like if there are fans out there of any music, it doesn't matter, you know, what anybody's perception of that music is. If there are fans out there, then there are people that like the music. Yeah. You know? Uh, how, how important, so, yeah, as the legend goes, the, the, the producer, Mutt Lang, uh, was... You know, key and critical to to you. Is that been overblown or or was... no, not not overblown at all. Yeah, he really inspired me. Um, just a, an amazing musician, uh, incredible. You know, songwriter, arranger. How much does a producer like that? I mean, it, it, I mean that that can be the flashpoint, correct, of everything. Yeah, I think I think I think he was really uh, pivotal. I think he he really uh, um, developed our sound. To the point where you know, I think it's why we're here today. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's very cool. The movie Hy Hysteria, which is a, a, a docu drama, I guess. What did you think of that? Did you like it? The script. We we actually went over the script uh, before it, you know before it actually got filmed, and we all approved it. I think the only the only thing that that may have been a little different were some of the characters. Okay, like Mutt wasn't he wasn't that you know sort of. Kind of character that was uh, depicted in the movie. It was. It was for people who don't know. It was, it was actually a, 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 they enacted basically the Def Leppard story and focused a bit on the accident and everything. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, but I was just wondering. So you, you say they a lot of times they have to condense and take character traits of multiple people to make the story. But you're overall yeah, they you're, dramatized it. Yeah, a bit, you know, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but but I thought the most important thing was the the actual script was was pretty true to form. Okay, all right. I uh, wanted to ask about uh, the new guy in the band, Vivian Campbell. He's been in the band since '92, but I remember a few years ago um, there was a report that he had cancer. Is he? I haven't heard much about that. He's How's, doing great. Is he doing he great? Ended up uh, going for uh, immunotherapy. Okay, and um, he's he's doing really doing really well. What a guitar player! Yeah, he's fantastic. Just amazing. 
Um, you guys have the uh, uh, the ceremonies for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I assume, and I haven't read the latest on who's going to be there, accepting, performing, all this stuff, plans to, to be there and to perform and do the whole thing? Um, yeah, I, I I hope everybody shows up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I can't stand when, when the artists blow that. I mean, I'm a big yeah. Tire Straits fan, and they blew it off. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, you can't, you, can't you do that. It, it's uh, just getting a, a nod from your peers yeah. and, and everybody, you know. I mean, we've been working really hard at this, and it, it's... Let's have a party. You know? <laughs> I like that attitude. I, I, I want to ask a, a question. What is your favorite song uh, that you guys have uh, created? Um, I think the one song that just puts me in the right frame of mind and gives me uh, just a, a, a feeling of well-being yeah. is the song Hysteria. Oh, okay. no kidding. Yeah. Love that song. Yeah. Okay. So off of that album, I just want to tell you, is the summer of 1987. <laughs> I'm, I'm at my pool. Uh, I, I belong to a swim club. Guy lives across the He's street. He's not posting, from... by the way. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> Guy lives across the, the street from the swim club, and he had been doing off the high dive a two and a half for weeks. He pumps himself up, and I, I, I kid you not, he comes into the swim club <laughs> with a boombox on his shoulder, pour some sugar me, uh, pour some sugar on me, he's on, right? And this is just a vivid memory that I have in my mind, right? And so it's the summer of 87. Boom, you know, and he's pumping himself up, walks in through the uh, the entrance down. Uh, puts the boombox down on, on the bench, takes his shirt off, gets up onto the high dive, and doesn't even wait one second, goes off the high dive. One flip, two flips, two and a half flips, flat on his back. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. It was it's so loud, and it hurt so bad, and then he laid there in the diving well like, oh. And then he got out of the pool, dried himself off, grabbed his boombox, and left. Ouch. Ouch. Hey, he tried. He tried. <laughs> And he's, he's listening to All the right, right yeah. music, you know? Right. Want to hear my Def Leppard uh, sure. memory? Yeah. Uh, probably in, uh, I don't know, it's probably in eighth grade. I know we got to wrap up. But the most bold fashion statement I've ever made in my life. Oh. I walked into school that morning wearing my sleeveless Union Jack T-shirt that I got before anybody had their hands on. We had taken a family trip to San Francisco, and there it was in a shop. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, photograph had just come out, and Joe wore that shirt, and it was so iconic. And I wore... People heads were just snapping around and looking fantastic. Where did you get that? It was amazing, Rick. You had your own theme song at that point. <laughs> <I did. laughs> uh, listen, we know you guys have to go. I'm going to remind people of the details of Rick Allen, Legends and Dreams. The uh, stuff is amazing, by yeah, the way. Cool. It's Thank you wonderful guys. artwork, and, and and it's multimedia. You do some stuff on drums as well, yeah. and there's all kinds of great stuff. Rick, a pleasure to meet you. Congratulations on all the success, and thank you for being here this morning. Fantastic. Well, what, what does it mean at the beginning? Gunter Glieben Glauben Gunter Glieben Glauben Glauben We don't know. We don't know. Let's hear it for Rick Allen, everybody. Thank you, sir. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.